Hello everybody and welcome back to Odin's movie blog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the channel. This is episode 156 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast because if you don't know, after every single live stream, I upload these streams as podcast going to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, all the typical places. And tonight, everybody will be talking about a few things. Of course, big thing that's been on my mind recently, I've made a couple of videos about it this past week, has been about what the future of AMC and also the future of overall cinema will be for the future. Also, I've been doing some trailer reactions to a few films that don't really look that great. Uh, just not a lot of really good films that have been <laughs> getting released either on digital platforms or, or or about to be released later on this year, other than, of course, the big heavy hitters that have been pushed back due to the coronavirus. And also just some general movie talk as well. However, one very exciting thing that I am pleased to announce is now officially a thing is now officially an item that I can now promote on this channel, is the fact that even though webcams are still completely out, you can't buy them for some reason, you can't get any of the Logitech webcams on sale, they're all sold out, I have found a way to be able to get a secondary webcam using just my phone, which means that for the first time in a long time since the move, again, I know all of y'all have been missing things like the, the couch puppy and everything like that, we now tonight officially have our first ever. I'm trying to try, trying to get it to work correctly. Uh, we have puppy cam back once again. So here we go. Here's the puppy cam. So as you can see, we got little Willow back here. She's been chewing on her bone uh, recently. She just saw that there was something on the <laughs> backside. Hey, baby. Hi. There you are. There she is. Look at her. She's a star. But anyway, she's there. And then of course, as I always mention, River is right by my feet, and I don't think you can see her. It's just a little bit too dark down here to see her. Uh, so let me try and put the flash on for a second. Let me see if I can get it a little bit. There she is, right there. Little River. She's like, Dad, what are you bothering me for, huh? What are you bothering me for? I just got my bone. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> but we finally have puppy cam. Indeed, so uh, hopefully that is something that you will all be able to enjoy just a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so we got Puppy Cam officially on the channel now. Also, I've updated all of the gifts for things like Super Chats, donations via Streamlabs, and subscribers. So those are out now all specifically and exclusively Puppy Gifts because, I mean, come on. Everyone knows if you follow me on Twitter or anywhere else that I love my puppies. I love sharing images and pictures and everything of the puppies. So uh, anytime someone subscribes or donates or super chats, they've got a couple new uh, really cute uh, gifts of the puppies. But let's go ahead and say hello to everyone in the YouTube chat first. What's going on, YouTube and DLAF fam? Hope everyone's doing well. Mr. Peabody's over there saying hello at 530. That's quite early to be in the stream. Mr. Roy was over there earlier as well. Hypernext 13 Tina B was in there making sure that everyone was behaving themselves. Uh, they were having some conversations. Stephanie B is in the chat. What's going on, Stephanie B? Hope everything is going fantastic. Robert Frey is in the chat. Gloin the Hobbit is here as well. We got GMonkey76. We got Josue Vagia here. Zoomed1975. Dark Ness is in the chat. Keck44. Rhaegar Targaryen. Started doing some push-ups early on. Fantastic. Fantastic. Laura Story is here as well. Hello, Laura. Hope you enjoyed your nap. Hopefully, you are very well-rested. Uh, Golden Ration. What's going on, Golden Ration? 
Glad to see you in the chats. Rob D says, hey, Odin, nothing better than dinner at home and watching a live stream. Well, I'm glad that you're happy, Rob D. And that reminds me, if indeed you have a comment or a question for tonight's stream, please just type the phrase Odin question, all one word, no spaces, Odin question, all one word. It'll highlight orange on my screen if you're on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube, type Odin Question. It'll highlight orange. It'll let me know you're trying to get my attention. If you're over on DLive, since normally it's about maybe five to ten people max over there, just type at Odin at the beginning of your comment on DLive. And, of course, I will get to y'all as soon as I can. But as we all know, YouTube usually falls about 15, 20 minutes behind in the chat. DLive is usually not too far behind. And so if I'm not reading your comment live, it's because... I'm behind in time, and sometimes that happens. Stream Elements is here. Robert Frey, as I mentioned before, I believe. A happy Dinosaur is here. What's going on, Happy Dinosaur 8000? Hopefully, you are doing quite well. Glad to see you in the chat, good sir. All right, the chat has already jumped on me. Why, why am I not surprised by that at this point in time? Let's see. We started off. We got 45 people watching. Thanks for being here. Apparently, a lot of people are streaming. I was talking to the Valkyries before the stream started, and it's like, really? You look at the guy that always has the consistent schedule, the consistent content, and then all of a sudden it's the people that randomly decide to start streaming. They're the ones that ruin it for everyone else. Uh, Bruce in the chat as well. What's going on, Bruce? Jeremy Swig says, hey, Odin, I'm watching Hook with the kids, but wanted to stop in and say hello and let you know you complete me. Jeremy Swiggs, thank you, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate the kind words. And Hook is probably one of my favorite Spielberg movies. You know, you would think maybe, oh, it would be Jaws or it'd be like Jurassic Park or it'd be like something, you know, big. Hook always has a very special place in my heart. I think it's just because it reminds you of what it's like to be a kid, and there's just something that's really great about that film overall. Of course, Robin Williams does not hurt. The illustrious, the beautiful Robin Williams at that. Alex McCarthy says, howdy, Odin, how's it going? How's it going, Alex McCarthy? Hope that you are doing just fine. Uh, Intertrap Productions, what's going on? Good stuff. He says, greetings, my lord. I tagged you in a tweet earlier about an Indiegogo project called The Ultimate Crusaders. Can the link in that campaign be shared here? Please, my lord, of course it can. I retweeted it over on Twitter. So, Valks, uh, Tina, Steph, if y'all can go to the dredges, to the swamp that is lately of Twitter, uh, to get that link to post, that would be awesome. So thank you very much, Trap Productions, and I'll get one of them to uh, to post that link. Um, I'm right here. Where are we? Captain Jesus. What's going on, Captain Jesus? Says, hello, my child. I am here to bless this stream and yourself for using that name, you heathen. Uh, for anyone that has not been in the streams lately, uh, someone on Twitter went after me for having the name Odin in my channel name and wanted me to take it down because it was offensive. And so Captain, formerly known as Captain Wingster, who's always been a troll in the channel, but our pet troll, he's a good troll. Uh, he's the good kind of troll you want to have. Decided to change his name to Captain Jesus and has since taken on the persona of Jesus to make the point saying, it's okay, we can laugh, we can joke, it's not that big, it's not that critical. Name that movie. Darth Morrill. Good evening. I hope you and the lady are doing well. I'm a bit sad as the Winston Churchill and Abraham Lincoln statues in London were defaced. Yeah, I mean, obviously the craziness that we talked about a lot last stream, so we're not going to focus a lot on the madness in the world right now because we did an entire stream last time about that very topic. We're going to focus on movies, pop culture, things like that this stream. And again, I'm going to talk a little bit about what I think the future of cinema is going to look like, specifically that of AMC, trying to clarify AMC because there were a couple people that were confused because 
because they were like, wait a minute, there was a video not too long ago where you know AMC was said to be done. And again, I think that it's important for us to differentiate. You can't just look at the title of a video to get the full context and the full content of the video, especially when you have things like rumors, reports, things like that. It's important to actually watch the video too. Uh, and I'd always try and have the videos where it's not clickbait, where I'm not saying something that's not true. Um, but it is something that you always want to have full context to fully understand. But yeah, I'm, uh, you know, uh, for anyone that does live in the UK, I'm sorry that all of the madness from here has now made its way over to you. Uh, so hopefully everyone is safe and everyone is doing very, very well or as best as they possibly can. Uh, super anime gamer says, hello, good sir. How art thou? I'm doing fine. Super anime game. Alice says, Odin's puppy blog. Might as well make it into that. Gloinda Hobbit says, do not watch Becky with Kevin James. It was horrible and the little girl was unlikable. So Gloinda Hobbit, thank you. So uh, speaking of that, one of the topics is trailer reactions. So for those that are not aware, I actually have a second channel. It's called Welcome to Asgard. Aptly named, right? So Welcome to Asgard is mostly where I upload the streams as podcasts. So if you want to listen to it later on through YouTube, you can listen to it there. It's also available, as I said, iTunes, Google Play, etc. But that's just an option for anyone that wants to have it. So Welcome to Asgard hosts those shows. But I'm also making Welcome to Asgard where I post random reviews for movies that I've seen. Like, usually it's retro movies, movies from a very, very long time ago. I do a lot of reviews for those films. Again, I I plan to do a lot more now that summer's in full swing. This week, I plan to put in an actual summer schedule. Uh, So I think I'm going to try and work that out officially tomorrow and then have that put out on social media and all the different places that you follow me. Uh, That way, for anyone that wants to do the extra streams that will be available, which will be in the morning, uh, because obviously my night times during the week are nice being spent with Freya and of course with the uh, ever-developing little baby Thor as well Um, and so that obviously we're not going to add anything at night but the morning we're going to add hopefully you know movie streams watching films that maybe I've never seen before for the first time we did that last summer and we had a lot of fun I watched Lethal Weapon for the first time last summer I think we actually ended up watching the first three Lethal Weapons because it's what people wanted to watch and so now there's ways of being able to do it where you can basically not necessarily stream the movie itself but you can have the movie being shown via screen share and everyone can watch it together Uh, so that's something that I'm planning to try and implement and if that doesn't work or if they shut it down or anything like that we'll find other ways i think that they still have this app called cast it's not perfect it has a lot of bugs to it which is why i'd much rather use discord because discord seems a little bit more stable um but yeah daniel the one thank you very much for subscribing i think that you just subscribed over on welcome to asgard because i don't think i've changed those images yet which is why that is still of odin pointing uh but anything new for this channel are all puppy gifts instead but anyway uh, getting back to your point uh, with the uh, trailer reactions, I did a trailer reaction for a film called Becky. I did a trailer reaction as well for another film that <laughs> actually I've already forgotten the name of because uh, it's got Elizabeth Moss in it, and it's honestly a very forgettable trailer. Surely, uh, so I did a trailer reaction today for Shirley. I did a trailer reaction today for Becky as well with Kevin James, which actually I found out later on. Uh, Becky has already been released, so on June fifth, yesterday. Uh, Becky was officially released, and so what Glowing the Hobbit's trying to warn us of is that's not very good. I will say this much, though. I'm still somewhat intrigued by it to actually try and maybe find a way to watch it somehow, some way, because I've never seen Kevin James doing a dramatic performance, and that was one. That was the most interesting part of the trailer was the fact that Kevin James, not looking like Kevin James, is portraying a more dramatic and serious character, and so I'm kind of 
interested to see exactly what that would overall look like. But anyway, I also have, from the other day, a trailer reaction for the film Unhinged uh, with Russell Crowe as well. So if you want my thoughts about that film, um, man, oh man, that film looks hilariously uh, bad in so many different ways. And then, as I said, you got all the podcasts up there. I also did trailer reactions for Charlize Theron's film, The Old Guard, Mel Gibson's Force of Nature, and a bunch of other stuff. So, again, check out Welcome to Asgard. You can find the link for it in the description of this video. Uh, and just type in on YouTube, Welcome to Asgard. And it should be one of the first things that pops up, or at least it was, when I typed it in up here. So, yeah. Going to Hobbit. Hope you're doing well, though, good sir. And thank you for the heads up. Uh, Latino Slant, you tell me, you told me you'd be here. Latino Slant, thank you very much for being here, man. Uh, I got a lot of people that were very, very happy about seeing uh, the puppies and the puppy cam. As uh, Laura says, Flash, ah, savior of the universe. Damn right. Nathan Slay says, hail to you, good sir. Hail to you, good sir. Grandmaster Yoda says, as a Norwegian, I found it strange AMC opened up now because my local theater opened up May 15th. Well, it actually does make a lot of sense, Grandmaster, and I think that that's a good point uh, to transition over. So let me go ahead and just catch up with DLive, and then actually I'll, I'll talk about that point just a little bit more. So let me uh, see the DLive fam real quick. All right, so we, of course, got Mr. Peabody over there. We got Captain Mr. Roy. Captain Dean Heiss is there as well. Outback Zach says, your name is offensive. Please change it. Continuing that joke on. Peabody says, wow, it only took two years for us to finally get a puppy cam. I know, right? As Captain Mr. Roy is very excited about the puppy cam. Outback Zach says, Odin, change it to at Olden, God of Boomers. All right, just because I go to bed at 10 p.m. at night, which is late, mind you, does not make me... Again, if I was an actual boomer, if I was an actual old person, like Gary, for instance... <laughs> I love you, Gary. Please drive safe, Gary. I don't know. I, I highly doubt you're listening to this right now, uh, but I hope that everything's going well for you, man. But anyway, uh, so the reason why that it, it's not the same thing is, is because, as I said, 10 p.m. is is pretty late at night. If I was an actual boomer, I'd be going to bed at like 8 p.m., <laughs> which is not the case. All righty here. Thank you very much, uh, Peabody. Uh, or rather, thank you very much, the K-Man, for doing that. Um, but I'm going to say that he is not only going to be muted, but also he's going to be deleted as well. So, Because anytime you see a Turkish flag be posted first thing on DLive, it's a, it's a Turkish troll. Peabody then says, Who needs more madness in the world? Aren't Aussies enough craziness for you? This is true. This is very, very true. And Mr. Peabody says, anything strange at the post office? I have not checked the post office today. Uh, Saturday's hours are always very short. So I will be trying to check that uh, sometime this week. If you're trying to inc- if you're trying to insinuate that there is something that has been sent my way. Uh, a couple of things that have been sent my way, though. I've already talked about them on a, a couple of... Uh, I did an entire uh, Blu-ray collection update video the other day. So I, I shouted people out then. But I'll shout you out. Uh, again today as well. So first off, I need to shout out Bruce. Bruce sent me the film Brazil, a film that I've never seen before. Uh, it's a film that is again, it's a Criterion Collection release. It is considered to be one of the one of those again one of those films that's one of the greatest of all time. This is definitely considered to be at least Terry Gilliam's best film. Uh, and again, Terry Gilliam, I actually really do like as a filmmaker. Every film that I've watched by him, I've pretty much enjoy for the most part. So, Bruce, thank you so much for sending that my way. It's been digitized. It's on my Plex server, so I plan to watch this very, very soon. And then also, I want to shout out Orange Hat Reviews. Let me see if I can find... There it is. I still have them all next to me, but the stack is out of order from what it originally was. 
There it is. So thank you and shout out to Orange Hat Reviews who sent me Finding Forrester, which is another film I've never seen starring Sean Connery and directed by Gus Van Sant, who actually directed Goodwill Hunting. Uh, so Finding Forrester. Again, never seen it before in my life. So thank you very much, Orange Hat, for sending that my way. And also, I don't know if anyone likes Bush, um, but yeah. This is from my MVD collection. So if you want to hear more about my thoughts about uh, about the Bush album and everything. Also, if you're a fan of Bush, like if you love Bush and you're like, man, I need to have some Bush in my life. I hope that you're enjoying that, by the way. Uh, live in Tampa concert, Blu-ray, DVD, CD, email me. Maybe I'll send it over your way because I don't really have any interest in it myself. <laughs> All right. And let me see over here. Um... All right, that already I can tell is someone that is being uh, not very good. Uh, over on DLive, Peabody says, it is. Uh, it really is in your hands. Peabody then says, oh yes, I'm gonna need your advice and help. Uh, I sent you a message over on Discord, so please let me know what's going on with that. Uh, let us see here. D- Captain Dean High says, Gary is technically not a boomer. The last year for Boomer Burst was 1964. I know he's not a boomer. It's a joke. It's a joke. He's not really a boomer. He couldn't be. But it's funny because it's funny to make fun of him as Boomer Gary, though. Uh, Outback Zach says, Gilliam's best stuff will still be the Python animations. Those animations are just freaking spectacular, though. Seriously. Like, they are just so freaking great. Peabody then says, you really are the only one that can help me fix a boo-boo. How am I the only one that can help fix it? I'm very, very confused by that. No more funny on here, Odin, says Captain Adam. No more funny on here. What? All right. I don't really know what's going on with this random, <laughs> again, getting randomly trolled here by people on DLive. It's always the most fun thing. It's like the one thing I hate most about DLive is that there are just so many trolls. PY says, it's okay, not really private. In fact, you might find it amusing. Okay, well, let me know on DLive. I'll catch up with that in a second. But anyway, let's go ahead and dive into a little bit of talk about AMC. So Grandmaster Yoda's last comment on YouTube was, as a Norwegian, I find it strange that AMC opens up now because my local theater opened up May 15th. So here's something that's very important for us to understand and know. Right, AMC, Regal Cinemas, Cinemark. These are all giant corporations, right? These are giant theater chains. So they own many, many theaters across the country, and in AMC's case, across the world. I want to say AMC owns like a thousand screens, like a thousand different individual theaters. And so, as such, the decisions that AMC, Regal, Cinemark make are gonna be a lot different than a local mom and pop theater. Right, a local branch theater. Because theaters themselves have been allowed to open up in most states as early, I want to say, as May, maybe even late April. Because that's when a lot of governors were putting certain criteria in place saying, okay, if you are this, you can do this and reopen. But AMC didn't decide to reopen. Cinemark did not decide to reopen. Regal did not decide to reopen. And one of the many reasons why that is the case, this is my suspicion, is because when you are such a giant conglomerate and you own so many theaters, it means that you are dealing with various states, various governments, and all of them are going to have different restrictions. And so you might say, well, shouldn't it be easy to say, okay, well, theaters here, you can reopen. Theaters here, you can reopen. And I normally would say yes. Like in the, in the digital age, it seems that it would be a much easier process to go through. I would argue, though, in counteraction to that, that when you look at amc.com, like amctheaters.com, Regal Cinemas, everything is so tightly knit together 
that it is impossible for theaters to act on an individual level. And, you know, I, as I mentioned previously, I, I worked at an AMC theaters for three years. And every major decision that we had as far as when we could open or close came from corporate, came from the higher ups, right? The, our, our, our manager could only do so much. Our general manager could only make so many decisions. But let's say there was actually one time where we were there at work, you know, I was there at work early opening up. And right before we opened, we were hit by this massive storm. So powerful, in fact, it knocked a train off the track. So there, there was a train, actually, which we could actually see in the distance, that was going off on an elevated platform, got knocked off to the ground. And it was like probably, it had to have been like a like a 150-foot drop, perhaps. Again, it was a very, very large drop for the train. So even with all of that, we still opened. We still had screenings being showed. Whenever we lost power... Right, we would have to deal with it, and we would still remain open. When there were, whenever there were hurricanes, almost every single time, AMC would be open all the way up to the point when they were basically forcing people to evacuate and forcing businesses to close. So that is just the nature. That's not just AMC, though. That is the nature of any major corporation: is that they're going to think national. They're going to think on a much larger scale. And so because of that, they can't just micromanage a thousand different things at once. So imagine if they were like, okay, two states can open, but 48 can't. And now they're having to basically push all of these different mandates around that only apply to certain places. And so basically what AMC, Regal, and Cinemark did was they said, okay, let's look and see what all the states are doing. Let's wait and see when we can get to a point, because there's the other major factor, when we can get to a point where we can open up enough theaters to actually start making money again because if you only open up two theaters and the other 48 are closed and you're a giant business and you're receiving possibly government help or you're assuming that you're gonna get help but now you are actually taking in certain revenue streams but it's not really a whole lot that could easily impact you as an overall business right and so my guess is the mindset was okay let's wait until enough states are putting theaters in a position to reopen with certain restrictions in place. Let's make a company-wide policy, regardless of state, a company-wide policy for every single theater in the country, and then we will start the process of reopening, all right? Now, in the AMC's case, they also have certain theaters that they either own or are partnerships with across the sea, right? Across the sea, internationally as well. And so it makes a little bit more sense there, too, because they are going to have to deal with those various countries, individual laws, individual practices, but also it's going to be in a much it's going to be an even different even more different level because you're dealing with an entirely different culture, meaning that there's an entirely different team that's heading those specific theaters and those specific that specific part of the world. And so therefore it's easier for them to open up those theaters first internationally since it's a much smaller number of theaters and it's being in conjunction with other theater chains and other uh, basically other partners so that basically they don't have full control or basically full responsibility for anything that might happen all right so they're basically able to delegate that much more easily so that's why again as grandmas you had said amc theaters has now officially started to reopen so here's where we get back full circle here so amc, the AMC theaters has indeed started to reopen they opened three theaters in norway that they are tied to. And so what Grandmaster Yoda was trying to point out was that his local theater has been open since May. AMC is only just starting to reopen its theaters or the theaters that it's working in conjunction with there in Norway now as of June. So almost a little less than a month apart. 
And again, the reason why is because of all of this red tape. Basically, it could be summed up as in that way. There's so much red tape that you have to go through in these larger businesses, especially these multinational companies or these uh, international companies or just companies that are just so gigantic that it's just impossible to micromanage every single little place. And so you take all of these things into account and it makes a lot more sense as to why Cinemark is starting to open up in two weeks, right? They're starting to reopen in two weeks and then it's gonna be a slow rollout over time, right? A plan in place, every theater is gonna be done the same, every theater is gonna be treated the same, and again, getting the process rolling with a clear end in sight. AMC has already started the process internationally, and I imagine that it's gonna open up more theaters in Norway and then more theaters across of Europe, and then eventually it's gonna come here to the United States and again, have that same type of rollout as well. Regal is the one I haven't heard a whole lot from. The last I heard from them was that they were planning on opening in July at some point, the beginning of July. I don't think I've heard any official dates from them yet, but they will likely do the same thing as well. So hopefully that answers your question, Graham Astiota, about why AMC is just opening now as compared to your local theater. Again, a local place, all they need to do is follow the ordinances of their local government. All right. A national company and an international company, they've got to handle the, <laughs> the, the mandates from 50 individual states here in the U.S. Plus, not every state's is going to be the same because you're going to have different counties and cities in those states. Like, especially imagine California where they're doing things different in San Francisco, as Laura can attest to, than they are in other parts of the state, right? Because of the different levels of cases, et cetera. And also, of course, I would argue more so because of the different leadership as well. You take all these things into account and it makes a little bit more sense as to why it's just that much more crazy. All right. So hopefully that makes some sense. I know it went a little ranty there, but hopefully that does make a little bit more sense overall. And let me try and catch up with uh, YouTube as I'm sure, yep, there it is. Of course, it's gonna skip on me as I expected. And uh, hopefully uh, no comments have been skipped. It looks like some may have been, uh, but luckily not too many. So I'm at 7.07 in the chat. It's 7.25 where I am, so I'm roughly 20 minutes behind but we will see what happens. Hypernext13 says, I'm having an awful day with excessive earwax blockage on my right ear, but I'll be enjoying this stream with my left. Thank you all for helping me cheer up. Hypernext13, hopefully we can help you feel better. Slicer Neon says, Indiegogo Jones and the Ultimate Crusaders. I believe that is the name of it. Again, uh, Valkyrie should have posted something by then. Larry Larry says, Hail Odin. What's going on, Larry Larry? Uh, let's see, last podcast for the world explodes is new to the channel. Welcome to the channel, good sir. I thought that name sounded a little bit different. Uh, Rob D says, have you ever seen Righteous Kill with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino? It's very underrated. No, um, I, I, I've at least heard of it before. Again, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, whenever they're together, it's gonna be magic, but I've never seen it myself. Orange Hour View says, madness, this is Sparta. Tina B says, yes, Odin, I'm still recovering from Tuesday nights, but I'm good. My hair is redder. I was around real people at the salon, and I'm making my hit list. Life is good. Boom. Tina's making a hit list. I pray that I am not on that list. <laughs> As people are now saying, I'm Spoticus. I'm Spoticus. Uh, Christina Nardon, what's going on, Christina? Hope you're doing quite well. As Alex McCarthy is posting. Okay, okay. And I saw Nathan Slay's diplomatic immunity. That's another reference there from one of the Lethal Weapon movies. I believe that's Lethal Weapon 2. 
Tina B says, what movies do you have in mind yet, or do you not know? I don't know yet, Tina, but I imagine that if it's anything like last year, it's going to be movies I've never seen, and I'll probably let people vote, and I'll let the people that actually watch those movie streams vote on which movies to watch, since, you know, if they're the ones that are going to watch me react to it, and they might want to watch along, it'd be good to have them get the input in it. Uh, Laura Story says, I remember you being a lot bigger. To a 10-year-old, I'm huge. Yes, Laura! <laughs> That is a quote from Hook, and you know what's so crazy is that every time I go back to look at that movie, I honestly cannot believe that Hook is played by Dustin Hoffman. Like, I just honestly cannot believe it. It just doesn't look any, like, when he has the full wig and eyebrows, it looks nothing like him. And he does, you know, he obviously he, he gruffs his voice up so much too. Like, even now when I go back, I'm like, that's not him. And I feel like a lot of actors in that movie, you just don't believe it, right? Uh, for example, you also have, uh, you know, Dame Maggie Smith in the film looking like she's 99. And that was before she did films like Harry Potter. So it's like she looked older before she looked younger, and it doesn't make any damn sense. And then you've got Glenn Close in the movie. Yeah. Maybe not realize this. Look it up. Glenn Close, you know the pirate that is said to have betrayed Hook and gets put into the boo box? You know, the male pirate? That's Glenn Close. And the first time I figured that out, actually, I was watching the movie. I want to say it was on Amazon or Google because I paused it at one point, and when I did, all of a sudden, it was one of those uh, apps that tells you, you know, what actors are currently on the screen. So I think I think it may have been Amazon because they have got that, that X-ray function. And then all of a sudden it popped up saying Glenn Close. I'm like, Glenn Close? That's not Glenn Close. And then I looked into it and sure enough, Glenn Close makes a cameo appearance in Hook dressed as a man. And again, looking back on the film, I still to this day cannot, I know it's her, but I still cannot believe it. Same as I cannot believe Dustin Hoffman is actually the one playing Hook. It's just so crazy. Uh, let's see, GMuggies86 says, did Odin just say movies? Happy, happy, joy, joy. Uh, Christina Nardon says, great stream last night with Nerdrotic, by the way. Thank you very much, Christina. I appreciate that. And I always love Friday Night Tights. It's always so much fun. And after three hours, that's when I normally have to crap out. Uh, I always, always love just having those conversations, making fun of Gary, being made fun of in return. It's just a lot of fun. Alice McCarthy says, HBO Max has a plethora of movies for movie streams. This is true. But that's the other great thing, Alex McCarthy, is that because I've put all of my Blu-rays onto a Plex server and digitize them, it means that I can access those movies and I can sh actually share that through Discord. So because everything has to be basically browser-based to share in Discord the way that it works with like movies and such, um, because I have Plex and Plex is browser-based as well, you can... I can basically show anything from my entire Blu-ray collection in addition, of course, to, as you mentioned, HBO Max as well. So, yeah, you're right. A plethora of content, indeed. You got to find a way, my brother. I see what you said there, Hyperin. Tina says, all those movies looked stupid, and I told you in the comments and on Discord about Shirley. Moss is playing author Shirley Jackson, so no wonder it looks bat crap crazy. Okay, so some context there from Tina. So it's based off a real-life person named Shirley Jackson. Who is Shirley Jackson, Tina? Let me know. Tell me more, tell me more. Like, does he have a car? Name that movie. As Laura says, surely you can't be surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. 
<laughs> Airplane might have to be a movie that we watch this summer because, gosh, that's that's such a funny movie. Nathan Slay says, is Lethal Weapon 3 a good film? I saw the first two movies, but didn't watch the last two. So I know I've seen the first two Lethal Weapon films. I don't know if we ever got to Lethal Weapon 3. Maybe we did because was that the introduction to the character played by... Um, oh my goodness, let me double check here. Okay, Richard Donner. I forgot Richard Donner did it. The character played by Joe Pesci. Let's see, Rene Rousseau sounds familiar to me. Let's see, Lethal Weapon is written by its sequel, third installment in Lethal Weapon 3. The, they pursue Jack Travis Wilson, a former LAPD lieutenant turned ruthless arms dealer, training six days prior to Murtaugh's retirement. Riggs and Murtaugh joined forces by, joined by Leo Getz, as well as an internal affairs sergeant, Lorna Cole. Okay, I think I have seen three. So I think I saw the first three. All three were good. All three were just so much fun. You know, not too serious, but still also films that you just couldn't make today. Um, so yeah, I think I didn't see four. I think it's the one that I wasn't able to see by the end of last summer. So maybe we'll have to finish that this year. Uh, Bruce says, do you think Russell Crowe is playing an alt-right character in Unhinged? It seems like it could be. It could be. Uh, we don't get that persona from the trailer at the very least, Bruce. But you know what? It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Based on current day Hollywood, of course they would try and turn him into some alt-right person. Uh, it's Trap Production says, Thank you for allowing my request, my lord. Something about this project speaks to me as an indie creator, as a court jester, and as an Asgardian bows humbly. Well, thank you, It's a Trap Productions. So hopefully, we can get some clicks heading that way uh, and send some love and some support. Uh, as Joe Boo's Rum says, Brazil is awesome. Joe Boo's Rum, I recognize you from Nerdrotic. I recognize you from Friday Night Tight, so thank you very much for being here. We got 69 people watching. Please smash that like button, and please, can we get past the number 69? That'd be great. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, I'm glad to hear Brazil's awesome, Jobu, because I am very excited to see it. Nathan Slay says, can they just confirm the Tenet release date already? I'm going to go into depression mode if they announce it will be delayed two weeks before the release date. Okay, so Nathan Slay, here's the problem, is that anytime before Beer Bug, now, after... Anytime there is a release date, it is always subject to change. Every time. I cannot tell you how many movies, when I worked at AMC, at one point I got to marketing, so I was the one that put all the posters up. I had to make sure we weren't promoting any older films. If a movie's release date changed, I was the one that had to make sure we had the right date up there because I worked at a theater that had a very high volume of older attendees and I cannot tell you how many times they would come in and say, well, the poster said it was coming out this day. Why isn't it out right now? I demand to see the manager. Basically, a lot of older Karens I dealt with at AMC down in New Orleans. So as having that experience, I can tell you no release date is ever set in stone. July 17th, that is the release date of Tenet, unless something changes. All right, so again, it does have a release date. July 17th is its release date. Now, whether or not it's going to show at your local theater on that date, question mark. Whether or not it's going to get pushed back by the studio because not enough theaters have reopened, question mark. And to be honest, we're really not going to know probably until the week or so before the film comes out because the studio is going to look and see, okay, how many of the national theaters have reopened? How many screens can we get this movie on? Can we get this on enough screens to make our money back, or would it be more financially, uh, would it be more financially 
better for us financially better. I don't like that phrasing. But would it be better better for us financially to wait a little bit longer and push the release date back? Because I, I saw that you left that comment on one of the videos I posted about it. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. No release date is ever set in stone no matter what's going on because anything can happen at any time. Just ask the movie The Interview that had a release date and then got pulled from theaters completely. It happens. Uh, let us see. <laughs> 70 B says, stop saying Bush. Wait, what? The band? Like like Bush the band? Who does? 70 B, who doesn't like Bush? The band. Guys, the band. Get, get your heads out of the gutter, all right? Talking about Bush the band. Oh, Stephanie B, disappointed. Laura says, OMG, too easy. Oh, it's so great. Oh, it's so great. Bruce, I hope that you enjoyed me saying that word more times over. Uh, Orange Chat Review says, very welcome. You will like it. Glad, glad to hear that. I hope I do. Larry Larry says, Foghorn Leghorn says, uh, it's a joke, son. <laughs> Rhaegar Targaryen, remember all those Michael Bloomberg will get it done commercials for his run earlier this year? I actually miss those. The corporate pandering for the past couple months is facepalm. Yeah. You know what's so funny? Because it's like something that was so annoying at the time. You look back at it and you say, you know what? I would much rather, even now that he's out of the race and, you know, is done, I would so much rather, like, all of the lost commercials that never got to air of Michael Bloomberg, I would rather watch those on loop than all of the nonsense that we've been getting the past few days. Uh, Bioman says, Gary is not technically a boomer. I know. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. But he does play one on his channel. Yes, that is a true statement, Bioman. He does play one, indeed. Uh, Laura's story says, If anyone ever tells you it is what it is, take that crap seriously, unlike Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> uh, Laura, I believe that's because weren't you watching The Irishman today? I hope that you enjoyed it. It's a film I like. I don't love it. It's not my favorite Scorsese film, but it's Scorsese. It's, it's a very solid movie. Um, let us see. Anyone else before the chat jumps on me again? Hopefully no comments are skipped this time. That would be fantastic. All right. Chat has jumped. Let us see. Where are we? Where are we? Okay, cool. No comments were skipped that time. Fantastic. Everyone's looking beautiful, by the way. Please smash that like button. It helps out a lot. Boom, there it is. Zero duality. Look at that. Look at little Willow. Yeah, she was upside down. And uh, I was able to get that as a GIF. So it's one of the benefits of having an iPhone is the whole live photo thing because you can turn live photos into GIFs. And I just think it's a brilliant concept. So Zero Duality, thank you very much for that super chat. And those are just one of the new GIFs that I now have. Uh, Zero Duality, thank you very much for the $2 super chat. He says, Odin, stop beating around the bush. Bush times before bush. Bush X before bush is what he says. <laughs> Wait, what bush? This Bush? Because if we want to talk about Bush, all right, we have Bush, all right? For anyone listening, by the way, on podcast, I'm holding up a Blu-ray DVD CD combo pack of Bush Live in Tampa. Please do not think that I'm talking about anything else. This is still a PG show, everybody, all right? PG. Sometimes PG-13. The worst thing I say on this show is ass and asshat. But ass is in the Bible, all right? It's in the Bible. <laughs> And no, no lie, that, that's always been my excuse in using that word. <laughs> like, I know that I've actually used that word in class sometimes. 
like I think at one at one point I said, guys, just don't be assats. And they all looked at me like, <gasps> and I'm like, guys, it's in the Bible. Maybe not the hat part, but <laughs> uh, TMI says Larry Larry. <laughs> Tina says, I've read about a third of War and Peace. Damn, that's a long book. I've been the Soviet nine I've I've seen the no, the Soviet nine hour version Odin has on HBO Max and about two other versions. Wait, there's a nine hour version on HBO Max? What? That's crazy. By the way, I saw this. Uh, Atari for Life says, should I cancel Netflix for HBO Max? Not yet, Atari Four. I don't know what kind of streaming services you have. If you have a Roku device or a Roku TV or an Amazon device or an Amazon Fire TV, don't. Because HBO Max is not yet supported by those apps. There's this whole contract garbage nonsense that's still going on. I still can't believe HBO Max has not uh, made a deal yet with these people. But basically, it's uh, basically HBO Max's mindset is they think they're getting cheated by uh, Roku and by Amazon because I believe they're both those companies are trying to charge more to HBO Max to get their new service on there in comparison to what they were charged for HBO Now and HBO Go and what other services have been charged, like Disney Plus, for instance. They just want to be treated fairly is the mindset. I don't know what the numbers are. I don't know if they're not being treated fairly or if it's just them trying to you know save a buck. But until then, depending on what service you have, hold off. If you have an Android TV box... And I believe also just the Android app and you have like a Chromecast, then you should be able to get it onto your television. Fine. I have a Shield TV Pro, so I'm able to play it directly onto that, and it's great. Um, so, again, it really depends. Also, what content are you looking for? Look and see. I did an entire uh, – I did a video explaining – actually, I did a, I did it live on stream, actually, about, a, what, a week or two ago when it, when it launched. And I went through all of the movies and everything it has. Go through it, man. Go through what they have. And see, do you think it's more value than your Netflix subscription? But I would wait until it's available on Roku or, or Fire TV if you have those items. Nathan Slay says, your opinions on Minority Reports, I feel it's an underrated movie from Spielberg. That's another great Spielberg flick. Absolutely, I agree with you completely. It's an underrated Spielberg movie. It's a movie that I still want to see again. Tom Cruise, you know, playing a guy. It's an interesting concept for anyone that doesn't know. The basic concept is they live in a world where they can predict crimes before they actually happen. And so therefore their job is to go and arrest the people before the crime has been committed. What I love about it is it raises a lot of moral questions. You know, can you arrest someone for an action they've not done? even though you have this system that you know that they were about to actually commit this specific crime. And then all of a sudden, one of the persons that's a part of the team gets a essentially a, a future memory of his own crime. And then all of a sudden, now everything's turned on its head, and it's like, wait a minute, but this isn't who I am. I would never do this. It is a brilliant film, a brilliant concept, takes a lot of interesting twists and turns. Again, I, I love this aspect. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a time travel movie, but it does deal with you know future and past events and the impacts it has on us and the, the way decisions have an impact on us. So, yeah, uh, I agree. Minority Report is a fantastic movie. I own that one. I have a steelbook, actually, of that film. Uh, it's fantastic. Glowing to Hobbit says, Ava DuVernay's Selma is streaming for free this month on Amazon, and I still have as much interest in seeing it for a second time as I did after the first time I watched it. It's actually really not that great. Uh, David Oyelowo, who plays... Uh, Martin Luther King in the movie is fantastic. Like the acting is great. The direction of that film is not good. 
Like, Ava DuVernay is not a good director. And you don't even have to go straight to the easy pickings, which is A Wrinkle in Time, which is a garbage film. She can't direct at all. Like, Selma is not a well-directed movie. And if you want to really see that, look at the performances of the younger actors and actresses. There's one scene where there's these girls that are coming down the stairs and they're talking. It is one of the cringiest conversations. And it's because the performances just aren't good. And that is completely on the director in that instance and in that circumstance. And then everything that happens, it just it's not a very well-crafted film. Unpopular opinion, Selma is not a good movie. I'm just going to say it. Stephanie B says, we posted up the Indiegogo. Thank you very much, Stephanie B. I appreciate that. Tina says, you aren't on my hit list. I love you guys. Well, thank you. And I would say yet to that. Uh, Tina then says, okay, sounds cool about the movies then. I'm going to try and get up, make coffee, and watch if something's good. Cool, Tina. And again, as I mentioned previously, Tina and Steph, if y'all can't make it, it's totally fine. Uh, It's usually smaller crowds anyway, so we should be able to handle it just fine. And then if there's someone that's going to be there every day anyway, who I might you know, feel comfortable modding to take care of any issues if they pop up. That's always a possibility too. Zero Duality says, remember Hoffman was also the original Mrs. Doubtfire, AKA Tootsie. (laughs) Yes, Hoffman was Tootsie and Tootsie is a great film. Tootsie really is also a fantastic film way before it's time. I would argue Alex McCarthy. I vote for all the Stallone and Schwarzenegger movies for movie streams, dude, Alex McCarthy. I could tell you one movie that we will for sure watch is the movie Commando because I think you've mentioned that movie so many times and I've yet to watch it. Mike Jackson says that was trans close. <laughs> no, it was Glenn Close. Come on. Uh, Tina says, is that the war and peace with Paul Dano from There Will Be Blood playing Pierre? I saw part of that one and then realized I'd watch. I'd rather watch the one with Anthony Hopkins. Wait, Paul Dano? Paul freaking Dano, as I like to call him, is in... War and Peace. I've actually, to be honest, one never seen an adaptation of War and Peace. Never read War and Peace either. But Paul Dano's in War and Peace? Looks like a television program, it says, uh, on iTunes and Google Play. Look at that! 2016 series from the BBC. Lily James is in it! I love Lily James. She's also fantastic. And James Norton. Huh. Is that on HBO Max? I kind of want to see that now. If you've been watching me for for it all, you know I love Paul freaking Dano, man. Paul freaking Dano is my jam. He's my spirit animal. Uh, Larry Larry says, HBO Max, not on my Roku, therefore not on my TV. And again, as I mentioned previously, uh, I think that's a totally a good and legitimate reason to hold off on it uh, if you don't have the ability to watch it comfortably otherwise. Super says, yes, Friday Night Tights was fantastic. Real fast, gotta ask you, how much fun did you have learning about modern comics? As a DC purist, my heart hurts right now. I always love those streams because, you know, those are the streams that I'm always much more quiet on because I just, I don't know that much about comics and I don't know much about early comics especially. But whenever I hear people talk about their love of comics and talk about how things used to be and all, it just makes me want to have been a comics person when I was younger, you know, and this is something that I, you know, every now and then I go through these phases because my, my, some of my good friends from high school were 
in the comics. They're the, they had their, I forget what it's called, their, their pull list. They had a pull list. You know, they would actually, you know, every week, every month, or rather, sorry, every month, they would go into the comic store and they'd have a stack of comics. And they would, at that time, you know, they would have so many ones they chose and then they might not buy every single one of them because they might say, yeah, oh yeah, I heard about this or heard about that. And they might say, oh, I can only afford half of them or something to that effect. And it was just really cool to go with them into the store and just to see everything. And I was like, I wish there was like a giant book like, I wish there was, like, an X-Men book starting from, like, the first issue to the last issue that I could just read through and catch up with, right? Like, obviously, the, there's a lot of great YouTube channels now and YouTube videos that break down things for people that are not hardcore fans or want to dive into it but don't want to read everything. But it would be really cool if they had, you know, just these books of comics of just the original stuff. So that way, anyone that wanted to dive into it could get the original stuff unaltered. I think that would probably be the most difficult thing in modern day DC Marvel would be to get those issued without any major changes to them because of wokeness or anything like that. But it is sad. It is so sad to see what the current state of the comics industry is in comparison to everything else. It just really is. You know, as a movie lover, seeing it happen to the movie industry, I can totally feel what comic fans are going through right now as well. 70B says, that quote was from Greece. Yeah, yeah. I saw someone else that said Greece. Zero Duality said Greece as well. Boom, you got it. Uh, Rob D says, do you have any favorite deleted scenes from any movies? Again, whenever I get these kind of questions, I'm always put on the spot and I can never think on the spot. However, one thing I will say, there is a film called, oh my goodness, now I'm blanking out on it. It stars... Paul Giamatti, I know that much. Let me go ahead and look that up. Paul Giamatti wrestling movie. I'm sure some of y'all have already figured out. Win-win. All right, so from 2011, there's a Paul Giamatti film, Win-win. It's a great film, first off. It is fantastic. Um, It's just so much fun. Directed and written by Tom McCarthy. Uh, And Tom McCarthy has done, uh, I want to say he's done a few really good projects. Let me go ahead and just look that up right now, just so that way everyone has some full context on the work that he's done. He's won an Oscar, uh, but he's done win-win. He did The Station Agent. Dude, if you want to see... I'm sorry, now I'm going off on tangents, man. But we have movie talk as a part of our discussion tonight. Uh, But Peter Dinklage, if you want to see a young Peter Dinklage long before uh, everything that happened on Game of Thrones. This is from 2003. Uh, The Station Agent is a film starring Peter Dinklage, and it's freaking fantastic. Tom McCarthy was a part of that as a writer. He's done a film called The Visitor. He was a writer on Spotlight, despite my issues with kind of the historical relevancy and the betrayal of basically everyone in Spotlight that's a part of the Catholic Church is portrayed as an evil person, and I just don't think that's fair because... When you look just percentage-wise, the vast majority of priests are good people, and I didn't like how every single person with a collar was portrayed in a negative light. So, again, it's still a very well-written film. I think that it's still an important film because it talks about something that really does you know, need a lot more attention and focus. Uh, but anyway, so just as a writer, let me try trying it. He did uh, Christopher Robin, uh, which was a great film. He did the story Up. He wrote the story for Up as well. Um, and let me see anything else that's worth noting. So anyway, that's just a little bit of background about about him. But anyway, in win-win, getting back to the original question about uh, deleted scenes, um, I actually received uh, voice lessons for many, many years. 
And it was something that I did usually, I did it casually. I was never planning to be like a professional singer, but I wanted to get, a, I wanted to be a better singer. I just wanted to be able to improve myself overall. And I, I had fun with it. It was fun to get songs that were tailor-made more so for my voice. And, you know, just to be able to play with those songs and do a lot of fun. But my voice teacher up in New York, when I was in school in New York City, uh, she was also someone that had been doing theater for a long time. She had a recurring role in a soap opera. She had been, you know, smaller parts in various movies throughout her career. So just a working actress, you know, never a star, but a working actress doing what she loved. And it was great to hear. But she's actually in the movie Win Win. And there's a scene that got cut from the movie. And the director loved it so much that, you know, Tom actually called her and said, I just wanted to let you know the movie's about to come out and we had to cut your scene, and I wanted to apologize for that, but it's gonna be on the Blu-ray and DVD cut of the film. And so when I got the Blu-ray of it, I actually was able to look up that deleted scene and got to see my voice teacher acting, and it was actually a scene she did with Paul Giamatti. And that was just one of the coolest things ever, because it's like, I know her, I know her. You know, you have those moments where you're like, I know her. There's also, another side note, there's also this other uh, kind of like heavyset woman uh, who's acting in Hollywood? If you've seen, if you ever see her image, you'd be like, "Oh, I've seen her in stuff before." But I worked with this woman as well. I, I'm forgetting. Oh, she was in something recently where she got turned into a zombie or something. But if I find out what it is later on, or if someone asks me the question later on, uh, like in maybe like in a few streams, hey, remember this person? Can you look that that person up? And do you remember who it was? Um, but anyway, I got to work with her, her because I actually worked in LA for nine months uh, on an independent production company as a uh, as a boom mic operator, and actually did some editing for them on on a couple of minor projects. But I was a boom mic operator on a couple of projects with with people working in Hollywood. Um, you know, not major stars, but like you know, actors that had been on a lot of television shows as you know either you know not necessarily as extras, but as you know featured characters or something like that effect. But she she was in and just again it's really cool to see those people where you're like i know them anyway sorry for the tangent but uh, you had me res- reminiscing on different times uh greta zenner what's going on greta howdy 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 thank you for making a video by the way please check out greta's channel she's fantastic and uh yeah i if you care at all about movie history greta's channel is the one for you because she does a lot of research for her videos and it's always good content Cobra Viper 999 says, is Beat Street on HBO Max? I don't know Beat Street, so it could be. I don't know. I don't recognize that name. Alex McCarthy says, Lethal Weapon 2 is Joe Pesci intro. Ah, okay, Alex McCarthy. So then I've only seen the first two, not all three then, I'm imagining. Uh, Tina B says, Shirley Jackson wrote the classic horror novel The Haunting of Hill House, which was a great movie in the 60s, a crappy remake with Liam Neeson, and a decent Netflix series. Yeah, Jeremy went off uh, obsessing over The Haunting on Hill House. I know a lot of people love that series on Netflix. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well... Uh, that's interesting, though, that she's the one the film is about, and she's apparently insane. <laughs> Hypernext 13, who did physical comedy the best, in your opinion, Jim Carrey or Bruce Campbell? Jim Carrey. Again, Bruce Campbell's great. I love him. But Jim Carrey, I mean, look to the, to like, heyday Jim Carrey. I don't think anyone did physical comedy as well as he did at that time in history, in the 90s. Uh, Alex McCarthy says, I don't think we saw Lethal Weapon 3 last summer. I don't think so either, now that you mentioned, because I think I only saw the first movie with Joe Pesci, which is two, according to you, uh, and I don't think I saw the second film featuring him yet. Uh, Tina B says, Jackson also read a short story you might have been forced to read in school. 
Uh, like many of us, she wrote The Lottery. I know, actually, never had to read that. Orange Hat Review says, Shirley Jackson wrote a story called The Lottery. It's a truly disturbing story. You should look it up. Yeah, again, I've never read that before. So remind me of that. Jace Stowe says, as Fat Albert would say, her, her, her. Uh, what's up, Odin? What's up, Jace? Uh, he says, we'll be passing some more codes your way soon. You mentioning Plex and Discord, Odin's movie blog, night, movie movie night does sound cool. Jace Stowe, glad to see you uh, hear that. Uh, it will be a movie morning, by the way, not a movie night. I'm not going to be able to add any more night streams just because of you know, wanting to spend some time with Freya, not wanting to overwork myself in the nighttime schedule. Uh, so it'll be extra streams in the morning. Uh, so last summer, we did it where we did a morning movie stream. We did a morning movie news stream, like kind of just like one of these streams, but in the morning instead for a shorter period of time. And then I did also a third stream, which was a gaming stream. It didn't do a whole lot of great gaming, uh, but now I've got the PS4 I didn't have last summer, so now I can do more games with that. And then at some point, uh, I know that Jeremy has talked about trying to get more people on the team um, a capture card, so that way we can do some more stuff um, with like our Nintendo Switches. It'd be really cool to do some Switch gaming um, uh, streaming as well. So we'll have to wait and see, though. And again, more information about that will, will come out as we go on. But um, we got some craziness going on over on <laughs> DLive right now because Captain J-Rod, the beer guru, just dropped a Ninja Gini. Oh, damn. So let me go ahead and just, uh, dude, thank you so much, J-Rod. So let me catch up with his message, and then I'll go back and catch up on DLive. Uh, but Captain J-Rod, the beer guru, love you, dude. Uh, he says, I'm glad I was able to catch you, catch you tonight. Hope this helps your Viking war uh, horn fun. Ah, uh, yes, thank you, man. Uh, so Captain J-Rod, the beer guru, uh, I believe it was you last night. You were mentioning how you said, well, you know, as has the little horn. So logically, you need to get a you need to get an, a Viking horn to counteract his little clown horn. And I'm like, that's a fantastic idea. So Captain J. Rod, thank you so much for that recommendation and thank you for that donation as well. Uh, I'll have to look into that. I'll have to look into that because then I'll have to actually learn how to use it. And I don't want to. That that might be. It's at that point, I think it become more like PewDiePie's tambourine, but. I would be driving my wife crazy if I was blowing that nonstop on Friday nights. <laughs> uh, but Captain J-Rod, thank you so much. Good, sir. I appreciate it. All right. Let me try and catch up with... Do, 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 do. Let me try and catch up with the D-Live fam. So, Fat Elvis, thank you for the ice cream donation. I appreciate that very much so. Mr. BY says, Adam sent me links so I could create accounts with American stores. Adam sent me two great packages, so I used the accounts to send Adam gifts, so I didn't have to worry about international postage. Then I thought I would send you a couple of Blu-ray movies, so I add your P.O. box as an address. But Target wouldn't accept the P.O. box, so I sent it to Adam so he could send it to you. Keeping up so far. Yes, it's all making sense so far. He then says, anyways, then I started sending random stuff to Adam, so next week Adam will stream random crap stuff that an Aussie sends you. Of course, you are aware of random stuff an Aussie might send you. Yep, I will stream it. Anyways, among the free packages... Oh, there it is right there. Boom, look at, look at this. This is when you donate, on, uh, when you donate via Streamlabs. So, Mr. Peabody, thank you so much for the Streamlabs donation, bro. I appreciate that. But whenever you donate directly by Streamlabs 1, YouTube gets none of it. YouTube gets nothing 
from Streamlabs, but also you get this adorable picture of Mary, Did, or rather this adorable gif of Mary Did You Know uh, Willow. So it's fantastic. And I'll have to do a, an updated puppy cam in a second. But Peabody, thank you so much, man. And he says, thank you for the $15 donation. He says, to help with my problem. Okay, I'm about to get to your problem over on DLive. All right, so Peabody. Uh, says, anyways, among the packages that Adams sent were two blankets. Peabody doesn't do cold. Adam's wife made them. A cold kava isn't good. So I wanted to get something for Adam's wife, so after a while, he told me what his wife wanted. To get it shipped faster, I used the Target account for the Target in Adam's area and bought and shipped the item. I think I see where this is going. Uh, Captain Phonemo says, Hook is a very weird movie. Hook is a fantastic movie. I love that movie. Uh, Peabody then says, but it told me it could take a week. That seems like a long time. And then, uh, and to the end of the story, Target would not let me send Blu-ray movies to your P.O. box, but they had no problem sending this package to you. Damn, son. Uh, Kyler Van Camp, thank you so much for the $2 super chat. So Kyler, uh, is a former student of mine. So I hope that you're enjoying the summer, good sir. And it's not that I'm ignoring you, Kyler. It's that I'm about 20, no, I'm 30 minutes behind in the YouTube chat. That's just the nature of the beast, man. So I'm not ignoring anybody. I don't ignore people in my YouTube chat unless they're being an asshat. Uh, and so I'm not trying to ignore you, man. Uh, so Kyler, thank you so much for that super chat, man. You didn't have to do that. I appreciate it. Uh, let me try and finish up with with uh, with, <laughs> with DLive's story. And then uh, Cam Adam says that funny target. Uh, so Peabody says, it is quite embarrassing as it is an item that you would not use or fit into your lifestyle. And then Cap Adams says, oh no, this is starting to worry me now. Cap Dean Heiss says, theaters here in Ohio allowed to open June 10th. Fantastic, Dean Heiss. I hope that you were able to see something good. Peabody then says, what the heck would you need a coffee grinder for? <laughs> a beard trimmer maybe, says Captain Adam. Okay, so what I'm gathering from your story, Peabody, is that you were trying to send something to Adam. It got sent to me instead. So you just need me to send it to Adam. I can do that, no problem. Yeah, that, that will not be an issue. Uh, so I'll take care of that as soon as I head to the post office. Um, I'll, I'll get that taken care of. Uh, Cam Adam says, so you have a wife's grinder. I have your movies, so want to trade? <laughs> I'll send it your way, man. So you send me the movies a ASAP, I'll send you your stuff ASAP. Or maybe I can hold it hostage and say, once I get my movies, then you'll get your stuff. <laughs> All right, let me just make sure I'm not behind anything else so captain k man thank you for the ice cream i appreciate it uh captain j rod thank you once again for that ninja genie i appreciate it very very much you're awesome all right cool caught up with them let me check back over to youtube now rob d says lead the weapon movies ranked by me one two four three really okay interesting i have not seen three and four as we've established in the stream so well, i'll have to give you my thoughts when i finally have HyperNex13 says, after Brazil, we get Argentina. Then the epic finale conclusion, Uganda Knuckles. The Nordway trilogy. Post-credits, Harambe shows up to save humanity. <laughs> that would be an amazing trilogy. Uh, Mike Jackson says, it's set in stone until it's not. This is a firm date until it's not. Mike Jackson, that is the exact thing I said. And yes, that's what movie studios say. Hey, here's the exact date until it's not. <laughs> Uh, Larry Larry then says economically viable yes it's so sad uh, Jonathan what's going on man says can't wait to see Tenet near me in IMAX but I just want movies back in general it's amazing to think how many movies we missed because of the bug Jonathan I'm right there with you man because there's a lot of movies that were pushed back that have no date yet there are a lot of movies that have been pushed back a year 
or several months, right? I, I was wanting to go see Top Gun 2 this summer. You know, I was wanting to go see Tenet. And Tenet seems like the one film that might be able to, to stay where it is. Freaking, I mean, another film that I think we've kind of forgotten about, A Quiet Place 2. A Quiet Place 2. I wanted to see that movie so bad. I think it was supposed to come out, what, back in March? It, like, the whole beer bug thing started happening, I want to say, like, a week or two before that film was set to come out. And, yeah, it's so sad how many movies we've been we, we've had to miss out on, Jonathan. I'm right there with you, man. And, yes, I want to see Tenet in IMAX, the way it was meant to be seen. No doubt. Uh, Thanatos Felicitas, what's going on? Says, rephrase, financially advantageous. <laughs> Rosetta Allen says, hey dear Odin, hope you're doing well. I'm doing just fine, Rosetta. Hope that you and your hubby had a wonderful anniversary last week. Iron Vet says, hail OMB. Thank you very much, Iron Vet. I appreciate that. Nathan Slay says, I honestly prefer Lethal Weapon 2 over 1. To be honest, it's better to me. Uh, Well, obviously, anything that has, you know, anything that has Leo Getz is going to be a little bit better. Okay? Okay? Did someone say Jimmy Hoffa? Yes. Uh, Larry Larry says, Last Boomer was born in 1964. That's why it's a joke. That's why it's a joke about Gary. That's why it's a joke about Gary. It is just a joke, my friends. All right, the chat has jumped on me indeed. Uh, So it looks like maybe about nine minutes or so of content may have been skipped. Again, if you are new to the channel, if you have a comment or question and you don't want a super chat, just type Odin question, all one word, Odin question. It'll highlight orange on my screen on YouTube. So it'll let me know you're getting my attention. I'll read that comment or question as long, of course, as is appropriate. Um, And sometimes I fall 20 to 30 minutes behind because I do read comments in the chat. You don't have to super chat me. However, However, if you want to support the channel and you want your comment read like that, ideally, of course, sometimes I can even fall behind on those, but if you want your comment read more quickly, and also you don't want the chance of it being skipped because YouTube sucks and can't keep up with all the chats for some reason, then that might be another way. Yes, someone's talking about precogs in the chat. Ah, yes, Minority Report, so good. Tina says, remember, if you want Odin to see your message, please put own question. Boom. There it is. Uh, Kyler says, do you remember the Kahoot hacks? It wasn't me. It was Weibel. Oh, yeah. Okay. So put, put the blame on Weibel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Put the, put the blame on Weibel. Sure. I know it was you, Kyler. I know it was you. Speaking of which, I'm still doing Kahoots up here at my new school and someone has done that, but they only did it one time. And also I have not had to put any restrictions on their names. Unlike the crew that <laughs> Kyler knows. Uh, a lot of the guys in his class are a piece of work, to say the least. <laughs> uh, Larry Larry says, I'm not privy. Privy to what? Nathan Slay says, to me, Minority Report is true cinema. It sticks with you and keeps you thinking after the movie is over. It's definitely high-end cinema. I definitely think it's high-end cinema. No question about that. Uh, Sasha Neon says, why all this talk about Bush? He hasn't been... He hasn't been president in years. Poor Jed had a much had as much of a chance of beating Trump as Bloomberg. Dude, I freaking Jeb. I think he meant Jeb Bush. I think some of my favorite memes are the Jeb memes. Like when it's just like Jeb because it, it was so easy to do because when you look at his campaign and the campaign logo he had where it was just his name with Jeb with an exclamation point, it's just like damn, man. Ah, he was just asking for it. Dimaginite, 
Thank you so much for that super chat. As you can see, you get the cute willow as well, upside down like a bat. Uh, so Demand and I, thank you for that $2 super chat. Says, sorry, I haven't been here in a minute. Miss this show. Demand and I, miss you in the chat, man. Thank you for being here. Hope everything is going well. Congratulations, by the way. Uh, because was the Dark Council was featured on the High Council, and at one point there was this inception going on because Abu Nas and Drunk 3PO were doing their own stream. Like it was, it was so bizarre. I was like, wait, why aren't they over on <laughs> doing the High Council as well? So congratulations on that, man. I was able to to go back and forth at, at that time because I was actually streaming because I stream. I, I typically do the the one man low council on Tuesdays, but they move the time up a little bit earlier than it normally is for the High Council. And so, unfortunately, it crossed over a little bit. I was able to catch up, uh, catch some of it. So it looked like y'all were having a good time, though. So congratulations again. Uh, Thanotos Felicitas says, Network 1976 was a movie before its time. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And that's a film I've never seen. And luckily, it's available on HBO Max. Larry Larry says, many wars and pieces. I imagine that there would be. Alice McCarthy says, Commando is a great father-daughter movie. Cheesy as it is, it's still great. Well, I can't wait to watch it. Uh, yes, please smash that like button. I appreciate it. I see someone, boom, Kid Cassidy, Paul freaking Dano. Yes, it's Paul freaking Dano, all right? In some corners of the world, it's it's the expletive, Dano. But Paul freaking Dano, man, I tell you, he is da bomb. Tina then says, Paul Dano is in the most recent War and Peace. Oh, you just said it. It was, I think, BBC and then went to Hulu. He played Pierre, who makes some bad choices in women. Well, again, if as long as it's Paul freaking Dano, and again, Lily James apparently is in it too. Sounds like a good cast to me. Rosetta Allen says, comics. OMG, I love comics. I'm so honored that I am now working on comics. Boom, that's awesome, Rosetta. That is so freaking awesome. Uh, Tina says, please clap or I'll tell my mommy. <laughs> Oh, I missed the Jebby part. Yeah, oh my! One of the best videos from the Jeb Bush campaign is when he said something, no reaction from anyone, and then just so pathetically he goes, "Please clap." <laughs> um, there's a really great app too. There's a great game on Android and iOS. I forget the name of it because I haven't downloaded it onto the new phone, but it's one where you basically get to run an election and. You get to start off with you. Can, I think it's like you can start with Hillary, Trump, um, but also you can choose a bunch of Republicans as well. So one of the options, because this was still when they uh, like the primary. Actually, no, I think it was created back in 2016 because it still had Hillary on there for the Democratic side, but it had all of the Republican primary opponents. So basically, you could play as Jeb. So every time I played it, I played as Jeb Bush because I was like, Jeb will take over the world, <laughs> and I won with Jeb Bush. So. Now, my app, Jeb Bush became president, <laughs> which is about as far as the real person would ever get, is on a digital <laughs> fake game. Larry, Larry, omnibus volumes were available for comics. Well, again, I think that because I know that there are certain books available. But again, I want one book that has like from beginning because here's the problem, too, with comics sometimes is that you have different variants. You have different stories. There's then a, like a culminating story. And then there's different writers doing different things you know, multiverse craziness, but I would just love like a simplified version of here is the original Hulk in all the comics. Here's the original Thor. And then like when you get to a point when it splinters off, it says, Hey, here's all of this stuff. And then at this page, it's this stuff that would just be really cool. I think to be able to do, maybe that's the future, right? And then what the sad thing is, and I think there's a good point to this now that I'm thinking about it 
You know how in modern day cinema, a lot of us are longing for, you know, a lot of us long for, like, we have nostalgia and we long for older films and we want older films to be updated to 4K. Like, 4Ks are doing very well because a lot of these older films are being turned into 4Ks and getting these 4K trans, you know, trans. Imagine if they were to rightfully, and I I don't trust them to do this, but to go back and say, let's get some of the best, most iconic stuff we have and put it out again. Only now we'll put it out as like one, like again, for someone like me who would love to be able to dive into these stories and would love to be able to learn more about it, that could be really cool to say, wait, I can read all of the early Hulk or early Thor comics. Those are like the two characters that I'm most intrigued by. That would be awesome. That'd be really cool. Rob D says, Odin, look into the Batman and Superman Golden Age Omnibus Collections. Okay, uh, Rob D, you might need to send me some information on that because, again, I'm I'm a noob when it comes to comics. Complete noob in every way. Uh, Glowing the Hobbit says, your thoughts on Cinemark won't require masks when people return to watch movies? Good on them. Uh, because it is completely... It lacks common sense. Because I can understand if you're walking in the hallways into the building, you have to wear a mask. As soon as you sit down, you can take it off. Because how are you gonna drink your drinks? How are you gonna have your popcorn? Are they gonna have those items? Yes, theaters can't make a profit unless they are able to sell popcorn and soft drinks. And so Cinemark is just taking this logically, which is, okay, we're not required to make people wear masks. Our employees have to wear masks. We have to follow certain regulations. We do have to implement six feet distancing, and we can do that. But people aren't required, right? I can go to the supermarket. I don't have to wear a mask. But I'm being asked to go down the aisle a certain way. I'm being asked to stay six feet apart from the other person. So, therefore, the theater, I think logically, Cinemark, is saying, all right, we'll do the same exact things that are in place for these other places. And from what I can gather, they're not restricted by that. The only thing that is more of a restriction for a theater versus a supermarket is that there is a capacity um, that is going to be limited. I think that it's, what, 50% capacity in a lot of places? So, yeah. I, I think that's a good decision, Gloin. And I, I hope AMC and Regal do the same thing. Soul Assassin says, you might want to check out comic omnibuses or collections. What's an omnibus? Tell me more. Tell me more, please. Uh, Jens Jorgensen, thank you very much for that super chat. Don't know what the <laughs> don't know what the overall uh, denomination is because I'm terrible at that. But thank you for the now you sent two super chats, so thank you for both, man. Uh, and also, please enjoy this 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 uh, look at look at look at Willow. She's so cute. Yeah, she is. Uh, but anyway, Jens Jurgensen says you should watch Lost Planet again, or Krull, or The Labyrinth, or Dark Crystal, or maybe just watch them all. Oh, and the old Conan movies. I forgot the Black Hole. Watch that one too. You mentioned a lot of films that I've actually never seen before. Um, I've never seen The Lost Planet or Krull. I have seen Labyrinth. Labyrinth is freaking awesome. David Bowie, man, I tell you. Uh, Dark Crystal, it's been a long time since I've seen that one. I saw that one when I was younger. Um, and I've never seen the Conan films, and I've never seen Black Hole. So there's a lot of movies that I still need to watch. And that's why I like, over the summer, when I have the uh, capacity to, to do movie streams. Because then I can actually catch up with things and be held accountable to watch things. Because sometimes when I'm on my own, it's like, I just want to lay in bed and <laughs> not do anything today. Uh, so... And that's one of the reasons why my wife's like, no, make a stream schedule, please, because (laughs) I don't want you just doing nothing all day. Uh, Let's see. But thank you, Jens Jurgensen, for both of those super chats. I really do appreciate that. Um, All right. Hold on. What's going on here? What's going on? (laughs) 
so John Flickin just trying to get my attention. And uh, now he's yelling my name because I haven't responded to uh, his super chats. <laughs> oh, Lordy. All right. Anyway, let's see where we are. What's he going to try to say? Now he's saying, dude. Okay. What's he, what's he trying to tell me? What is he trying to tell me? Dear Lord. Uh, all right. Soul Assassin says you might want to check out comic omnibuses or collections. Can you explain what that is? Just a little bit more. I would appreciate that. Tell me more. Tell me more. Mike Jackson says that movie made me a huge Denick fan. Wait, what? Dink fan. Okay. I was like, Denick? Dink fan. Okay. So Peter Dinklage talking about The Last Station. The Last Station. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. Not The Last Station. The Last Station is a film, what, starring Christopher Plummer, maybe? Uh, but yes, uh, I, I agree. Uh, the Last uh, sorry, The Station Agent. I don't know why I keep saying The Last. The Station Agent is a great Peter Dinklage film, and it also shows he can be a leading man in a movie, and it's fantastic. Uh, Jens Jurgensen, thank you for another super chat, says, uh, UPS, my bad. It was Forbidden Planet, and please go see them. Yeah, I've never seen Forbidden Planet. It's on my list of movies to watch, though. Again, so excited that HBO Max has a lot of these movies that are actually very pricey Blu-rays that I don't yet have access to, so that's very exciting for me overall. Uh, Jay Stowe says, Tootsie versus Mrs. Doubtfire, who would win? That one would be done on Death Battle. If you mean in a fight, Tootsie. I think Tootsie is is more hardcore than Mrs. Doubtfire. If you mean in like a movie battle, Mrs. Doubtfire. I would much rather watch Mrs. Doubtfire again. But that's just me. <laughs> uh, let's see. Super Anime Gamer says, one of my favorite deleted scenes in anything ever is the Tywin Pycelle fishing scene from Game of Thrones. If you've never seen it, I'll link it to you. It's fantastic. I've never seen it super, but I, yeah, that sounds like a fun scene. Mike Jackson says, does being a boom mic operator make you a boomer? But I see what you did there. I see you. Larry Larry says, physical comedy, Buster Keaton. Oh, if we're talking about of all time? Yeah, Buster Keaton's for sure up there. No question about it. Uh, Larry Larry says, don't buy any more from Sony. I don't blame you. Larry Larry says, vibrate those lips for the horn. <laughs> Basically, I'd have to learn how to blow a horn correctly in order to make that work. All right, Jay Stowe says, what musical movies does everyone go for? For me, it's the likes of Pink Floyd's The Wall, Heavy Metal, Repo Man, The Genetic Opera, Rocky Horror, and Tommy, to name a few. A uh, couple good shouts in there. Repo, Repo Man, The Genetic Opera is a fantastically fun movie, for sure. Uh, great musical experience. Rocky Horror is great until about halfway through when it becomes so bizarre and boring, I can't get through it. I can't get to the end. But basically, like, you get the Time Warp, you get to Sweet Transvestite, you get to, um, basically, once Meatloaf dies, <laughs> the movie's over. Like, once Meatloaf dies, Meatloaf dies, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this. Uh, but those are all really, really good chats. I actually do like the classical musicals as well, though. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, Singing in the Rain is a fantastic old classic musical. Such a neons, just don't get an Einhorn. <laughs> just don't get an Einhorn that is a Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is a man. Nathan Slay, what's the worst movie spinoff ever? Worst movie spinoff ever. I guess I can throw Star Wars, the sequel trilogy into that. <laughs> Tina says, okay, I hate asking this, but what's an Einhorn is a Finkel? Finkel is Einhorn. Okay, so... What you need to do is you need to watch Ace Ventura Pet Detective. All right, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. 
Uh, it's classic 90s comedy. Jim Carrey, when he was still funny. And just look it up on YouTube. Just look up Einhorn is Finkel on YouTube, and you'll probably find it. Uh, Rosetta Allen says Hook rocks. Hook is indeed fantastic indeed. Demogenai says hail. Hail Demogenai. Got your super chat already. But as you can see, this is how far behind I am in the chat. Uh, Jay Stowe. <laughs> All right, the chat has jumped on me. So hopefully no comments were skipped. Unfortunately, I cannot really promise that. Okay, good. No comments were skipped. But I do need to catch up with my DLive fam. So there's Jay Stowe's comment. Let's see what's going on over on DLive. Uh, Peabody says, thank you, Odin. I didn't want to impose on you. Tried to change the address, but it was delivered two days early. No problem, man. Dude, that happens. Uh, I know that that's happened. Like, luckily with Amazon, it's a little bit easier to cancel orders. But, yeah, no problem, man. Uh, that was my plan. Hold your movies hostage, says Captain Adam. Well, that's my plan. Uh, Peabody then says, let me know if you need more posters. Dude, don't even worry about it, man. I got it. I'll take care of it. Uh, Captain K-Man, thank you for the three lemon donations. I appreciate you very, very, very much. Uh, Peabody says, hail the Allfather. He will help you fix your stuff, UPS. Oh, and the package has my evil twin's name on it. Ooh, the evil twin. Yes, the evil twin. Love it. Uh, Captain Adam saying, you're breathtaking. No, you're breathtaking, Captain Adam. Daniel Thorne, theaters can't even take care of people who use their cell phones in movies. How will they get non-wear mask wearers? Exactly, Daniel Thorne. And I think that is another reason why Cinemark is foregoing that. Because they, <laughs> it's kind of, I guess, something where it's like, it's a good business decision, but it's also, yeah, of course a theater would say, we're not going to put that extra effort in to do that. Basically, that would mean they would have to have someone in a theater at all times, which means they have to pay that person to do just that and not anything else. Yeah, they're not going to do that overall. So the one thing, they're already going to have enough when their show times are limited, because one thing theaters are going to have to start doing, and there will be lawsuits and so they're not going to be able to fake this is that they're going to have to be able to actually clean the theaters between screens, not just sweep up the popcorn, but actually wipe down the seats. And that's something that I think they should have already been doing. So it's, it's kind of exciting for, for that to be a possibility to see happen. Uh, Dimaj and I says, I miss my nachos and cheese with my movie. I miss, dude, I, I was that person where I would rock. It was the number three combo back in the day at AMC. It was the two hot dogs and a large drink. That was my go-to it was always great. Nowadays, I'm more of a, let me get a large icy. If it's white cherry, white cherry is my jam, man. White cherry icy is so great. Unfortunately, up here, since I've been in Tennessee, I've not seen that option. So I'll usually do like a swirl between the blue raspberry and the strawberry icy. Ugh, it's just it's just beautiful. It's just wonderful. And then I'll have my large popcorn bucket. That's one thing too. So one, AMC charged me today $5 for AMC Premiere. Normally it's 21, so I don't. I, I'm sure that an email was sent out to explain. Hopefully, if not, I'm gonna be like, "Give me my five dollars because I'm paying for something that doesn't exist. You can't charge me for premiere when there's no movies being shown at your theaters." Uh, but I'm assuming the five dollars is for something else. But I'll have to look into it. But I also, my question is for people like me that bought the large popcorn bucket that gets you discounts for the year. Are they going to extend that into 2021 now and say, okay, if you bought one now, you can use it through 2021 since all the craziness happened? Or are they going to say, sorry, can't help it? Mm-mm-mm. We'll see what happens. Rosetta Allen says, YouTube sucks. They really, really suck. YouTube sucks. They really, really suck. Yes, they do. 
This is true. Disclaimer, Odin's behind in the chat. Yes, I, I fall behind the chat, guys. It just it just happens. I just try and read all of the uh I just try and read all of the comments. Uh Larry 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 says Jeb are his initials, not his real name. I don't care. <laughs> and that's not against you, that's against Jeb. I don't care what Jeb's name is. He's Jeb Bush to me. Uh, Jens Jurgensen, thank you so much for the super chat once again. He says, the best speech in movie history is James Earl Jones at the end of Field of Dreams. It gets me every time. I've actually never seen Field of Dreams. I know, heresy, right? But I would say of the speeches I've seen, Aragorn's speech, speech from Return of the King is up there as a great speech. And, of course, Independence Day. Ah, oh, Independence Day speech is so good. Dimajani says, thanks, man. It was awesome. Dude, Dimajani, no problem, man. I hope you had fun with that. Nathan Slay, I rewatched The Dark Knight last night, and it's still the best superhero movie. It's a fantastic one. No no doubt about it. Nolan, one of Nolan's best films. Uh, one of Nolan's best films. I agree. Orange Eye Reviews says, Commando has Alyssa Milano before she went nuts. Bill Duke plays with Arnold in two movies, Commando and Predator 1. Well, that makes me sad for Commando. Gosh, Alyssa Milano is freaking insane. Wacky. Wacky, whack, whack. I saw someone go, what, in the chat. I'm sure it was a, oh my gosh, how have you not seen this movie? Hyperdex 13, Labyrinth and Pan's Labyrinth. What's your favorite Labyrinth movie? I've never watched Pan's Labyrinth from beginning to end all the way through. Very obscure, not my genre of movie. Uh, so I'll go with Labyrinth, Jim Henson, Jim Henson's Labyrinth. Fantastic. Final answer. Nathan Slay, Jaws is my favorite Spielberg movie. Would you say that movie is an adventure movie? Um, it has some moments of it. I would say it's more of a thriller, definitely more thriller aspect to that film than anything else. And, uh, it's great. Yeah. Jaws is a great Spielberg film. No, no doubt about it. Kiko Rogers. Have you seen Enemy Mine? No, I think Laura recommended enemy mine if i'm not mistaken isn't that one of the other ones that was on hbo max i think i i'm pretty sure i add that to my collection rob d says odin look up thor epic collection volume one the god of thunder incredible hulk collection volume one man monster okay let me go ahead and google search that all right now i just get a bunch of random things popping up hmm 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 all right, let me try just searching for that. The Epic Collection on Amazon. Is that what that is? Whoo, $80. For the paperback. It's $23 with Kindle Comixology, but I'm kind of like a physical... Me- you all know I'm a physical media guy. But I'm assuming that's got like a crap ton of content in there if it's going to cost that much. 480 pages? I feel like it should be more than that. Again, also, I'm a new when it comes to comics. So, is, how many comics does that have in it? I would love to know. That looks does that doesn't look like old. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. But thank you for letting me know about that. I'll have to do some more. Uh, I'll have to do some more diving into that. Hopefully, people can send me some more information too. Uh, Jay Stowe says Omnibus collects a bunch of issues. They are especially good for the crossover event, like Infinity War, collecting the whole event for that title, including the all the tie-in comics. Ah, okay. So does it have every single issue in a specific storyline? Because if it skips anything, no thank you. Larry Larry says, Forbidden Planet is the pilot for Star Trek. Is it really? Or do you just mean that it's like an inspiration? 
Um, Soul Assassin, omnibuses collect an entire collection of a comic story. Ah, okay, gotcha. Iron Vet says, I helped fund that movie Code 8 on Indiegogo, now on Netflix. That's where I discovered Ethan Van Skyver's Cyberfrog comic in 2017-2018. Dude, nice. I had no idea that Code 8 was a Indiegogo film. I've actually not seen that yet. Uh, Larry Larry says, Phantom of the Paradise is good. I've never seen that. So Random Gamer says, it's easier for him to see it if he'll read it if you include that. Yes, so super. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, basically, if you tag my channel um, on YouTube, nothing highlights for me. Uh, it's just plain text overall. In fact, since I have doggy cam and I'm, I'm due to add some, some doggy cam, let me go ahead and just get that set back up again. Um, or anything else. Let me just unplug that. So that way I got some more free reign here. Cause now I can actually show y'all a little bit of behind the scenes stuff too. So anyway, so on my screen, whenever you type Odin question, this is what I see. All right. So as you can see, it highlights orange for me. It says, Oh, Oh, Odin. I'm trying to get your attention. And then I go, oh, I'm going to read that comment now. All right. If you don't type it, it's just plain text. The only people that don't have to do that are members because I just see, oh, look, it's a green name. And as long as there's no tags at the beginning to someone else, I know that they're trying to contact me. All right. So just a little information. But since I have this now, let me see if I can get. All right. There you go. There's a, there's a little willow. She's asleep, tight little ball. So again, this is the normal streams is that she's normally right there, uh, just, you know, passed out. And then this one's going to be a little bit tougher because she blends in with the darkness. Um, but let me see if I can at least get, let's see, there you go. So hopefully you can see her. So yeah, as you can see, passed out, there's her bone and just, yeah, just passed out having a ball. <laughs> So anyway, uh, I love my pups, though. All right, let me go ahead and hide that now. <laughs> so hopefully hopefully you're enjoying the puppy cam as now that is an option on here. Uh, but anyway, hopefully also you saw that's why Odin question is so important in the, in the text because it, that's how I know you're trying to get my attention because it, again, highlights orange on my screen. All right, so the comp, or rather things have now jumped on me once again. Jen Jurgensen has become a member on the channel. See, look, you get the cute little gif of, of me. Uh, see? Pet, pet, and pet, and sorry, pet and river right there. You know, being cute. But thank you so much for becoming a member. So Jen's Jurgensen, yeah, you just need to chat like normal, and I'll I'll read your comments. So of course I'm still behind in the chat, so I'll get to it when I actually get to it in the chat. And unfortunately, if it gets skipped because of stupidity of YouTube, then I, I fortunately can't help with that. But all right, let me see here. All right. Cool. So the chat jumped on me. Let me catch up with my DLAF fam real quick. Daniel Thorne says, it's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Someone passes out due to carbon dioxide. Then they say the theater required me to wear a mask. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why they're not going to do it. Um, Peabody says, you said 16 Candles is the only Molly Ringwald film you have seen, not The Breakfast Call. No, no, I, I said 16 Candles is a film with Molly Ringwald that I have not seen yet. I just knew that Molly Ringwald was in the movie. I haven't seen it. Uh, I have seen Breakfast Club, though. So I have seen stuff with her in it. I said the, I said the only major thing that I've seen her in. So actually, correction. So you're right. I said that I had only seen her. I had only seen her in a terrible TV series called The Secret Life of the American Teenager. That was like the main thing I'd seen her in, and she was not very good in it. But thank you for reminding me. I have seen her in The Breakfast Club, but I've not seen uh, 16 Candles or Pretty in Pink. 
Uh, Mr. Roy, thank you for the diamond donation, good sir. Thank you for the second diamond donation. And thank you for the five ice cream donations. Appreciate that. Uh, Captain J. Rod the Beer Guru says, I agree, Station Agent is a good movie. It is so fantastic. Really is. It's a solid film. Daniel Thorne, how many theater per uh, pers do you think will sit around a girl wearing a mask to pass? Whoa, whoa. Daniel Thorne, that's a very disturbing question. Um, I'm so I'm just not going to answer it. That's that's a little too that's a little too risque. All right, uh, hopefully zero because that's disgusting. Captain Dean says Amazon keeps de- delaying delivery of my Jaws 4K. Yeah, so Amazon is still going through issues where for certain products it doesn't fast track it. I know that a bunch of people have won copies because I do giveaways for any five dollar and up backers on Patreon and Subscribestar. So again, if you're a five dollar and up packer backer on Patreon and Subscribestar, you have access to giveaways and I give away 4K titles and uh, just recently I gave away two sets of Star Wars, the despecialized editions, the Harmy editions. So I actually just finished burning those today. So I'll send those out um, sometime this week to get to those uh, winners. So congratulations, I believe it was uh, Jonathan Carney was a winner there, and also Out of Step with Reality was a winner there as well. And Out of Step, I think you just sent me your address of where to ship it to, so thank you for that. If you didn't, please do, because uh, I will try and get that out this week. And yeah, but anyway, with that being said, um, the 1917 4Ks that people have won are about a month delayed. Uh, so yeah, I totally feel where you're coming from there though. Right, let me just catch up once again. Peabody says, Enemy Mind, Dennis Quaid, Lewis Gossett Jr. Uh, good film, but not for everyone. Great story about society. Okay, cool. Uh, Captain Phonemo says, Darn you, now I want buttery, mov- but- buttery movie theater popcorn. Yes, yes, yes. Peabody then says, If everyone sat down and watched Enemy Mind, there wouldn't be the crap we have now. I know, big statement. That is a very big statement. Uh, Peabody says, we would forgive you for skipping 16 Candles. Really? It's always in the collections. You know, he's got uh, the the John Hughes collections always have 16 can- Candles in it. Or is it Pretty in Pink? One of those two films is always in it. And then Captain Heist says, I did get the Saving Private Ryan 4K that I won. Thanks. Captain Heist, glad to hear. Yeah, all the other movies have been delivered or are about to be delivered. But any of the 1917s are just on back order for about a month. I think only one person is going to have to wait like a month for that to come out. And then one person won the... So there's actually a 4K edition of Flash Gordon now. Uh, it's available for like 20 bucks, But it doesn't release until August. So one person's got to wait until August when it officially releases. Um, but anyway, it's a fun thing to do over there. All right. So let me catch up on my YouTube peeps. So let us see. Jace Doe says, I have stared, I have started getting into the omnibuses since I started getting back into reading comics. Save space for uh, from when I used to collect single issues, but it has been a great way for me to get back what I had. Oh, okay, cool. Good to hear. Uh, Jens Jorgensen, I see that you left the comments just before you became a member, but since you are a member and I see it, I'll go ahead and read it. He says, Odin, have you seen Field of Dreams? I've actually never seen it. 70B says, Jim Carrey is not for Milady Tina. Ah, oh, old school Jim Carrey is fantastic. Alrighty then. Uh, Latino Slant says, I'm waiting for you to rap, bruh. Yo, his palms are sweaty. Knees weak, arms are heavy. His vomit on a sweaty already. My spaghetti, he's nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. There you go. Some people say my speech is already a rap in and of itself. 
because sometimes they speak very quickly. Larry Larry says, Odin is the only person on YouTube that reads my non-super chats. Thank you. Larry Larry, no problem, man. Thank you for being a member on the channel. I appreciate that. And again, it's one of the things that I can do with a smaller channel and a smaller platform because we still got 66 people watching and that's great. It's solid. Uh, sometimes we've had 100 people. Max, I think at one point we had like 400 people watching and I still was trying to stay in the chat for that because I, as you, I, I say this all the time, right? Money helps. It does, right? It, it helps keep the lights on. It helps me be able to invest into the channel again. helps me able to do giveaways, all that stuff. But time is much more precious than money. And there are a lot of people that financially just can't super chat all the time. They can't donate Patreon, subscribe star monthly. They just, they just can't do it, but they can give their time. They can watch the streams, right? And so my mindset is, well, if you're already giving your time, which is so much more precious than your money, then I'm going to do the very best that I can. Again, I'm obviously far from perfect with this, but I, I'm always going to do the very best that I can to make sure that you get, you get my attention. Because if you're if you are giving me your attention for hours and hours and hours on end, the very least that I can do is is read a few comments, right? That's the very least that I can do. Um, so, and that's not again. I'm not trying to to say people are bad if they don't. I'm not trying to tear anyone down or even build myself up. I'm just trying to explain my own my own mindset as to why I do the things that I like, why I do it that specific way. So, thank you so much. Um, let us see. Tina says, I will only watch Carrie if I'm stinking drunk, and that won't happen. I did see part of Ace Ventura at work ages ago and wanted to and wanted to hide. Gave me a migraine, but I love the Truman Show. Truman Show is one of his best movies. Because not only is he funny, but also he's got the dramatic stuff down pat. It's also a great movie, too. But I would watch it. Which one were you watching? Were you watching When Nature Calls? Or Pet Detective. I can understand when nature calls may be annoying some people. I still love it. But I definitely think Pet Detective is the more palatable of the two. All right. Cab the Wingster. All right. I'm back. I know when to not run to not run jokes into the ground. What did I miss? Captain Wingster is back. Yes, you do. Uh, I think that's actually a perfect amount of time. Um, let's see. Where are we in the chat? Larry Larry says, Valkyries are why I'm here to tell the truth. The Valkyries are fantastic. Tina and Steph are amazing. I always get tongue-tied. Uh, Steph. Uh, Slice of Dion says, Idris Elba had a good speech in Pacific Rim. First movie is underrated. There is no movie number two. Yes, let's pretend like that second film didn't actually happen. <laughs> uh, Tina says, uh, and be sure to add to your HBO Max list all the movies I suggested in that doc I sent you. I think I've already gotten most of them. I do need to read through it once again. Uh, Mark 63366 says, You were wrong about the greatest speech in a movie. There is only one answer. Christopher Walken in Pulp Fiction delivering this watch. Mark, that is a very good shout. I still disagree. It's a great speech. I still think there's better ones, but that is an incredibly hilarious and amazing speech, especially about how that watch got out of the area that it was in. <laughs> uh, speaking of great films, um, Pulp Fiction, man. Soul Assassin says, you might want to ask Gary about comics. I heard he used to run a store back in the day. I'm, I'm sure that he could, but Gary is so busy all the time. I don't even want to bother him with, with smaller stuff like that. Captain Wingster, Odin, did you happen to catch Crowder's stream with Tim Pool? Yes, we finally got the Beanie King on our side. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I, I have no side. You all know that. I, I'm more independent than anything else. I definitely lean more conservative, but I am by far a much more independent person because I'm conservative on certain issues. I'm, I'm, I would say the issues that I'm most liberal on are things like, again, liberal. I don't even like that label because I think it's disingenuous sometimes. Is foreign policy. I'm a very non-interventionist. I'm very non, you know, I believe in everyone's right to own a firearm, but I will never own one myself just because it's just not my personality. So I, again, I, I definitely fall more independent on a lot of issues. And, you know, I, obviously you all know I'm a you know very devout Catholic. And so social issues, I'm usually more labeled conservative on, but it's just because it's a part of my own, it's part of my faith that I believe the things that I do. That all being said, I've not seen that clip yet. Um, but I, I think that both of them are very spot on. They're both different sides of the political aisle. Crowder is definitely more conservative. Tim Pool's definitely more independent. Like they're both independent. One's independent right, one's independent left. And I think that both of them do a great job of really, you know, kind of laying out facts, right? And, and trying to keep their ideology at bay. Are they perfect at it? No. However, here's the thing. Both of them admit their bias. And whenever they're talking about a story where they know their bias is coming through, they always tell you, hey, here's what's going on. And I just appreciate that. Uh, HyperDex13, random question. Uh, is there a movie you never got to finish as a kid but continued and finished watching as an adult? Mine was Spirited Away. I was 10 when I watched the first half, then 17 later. I can't think of any films that come to mind. There are movies that I tried to watch as a kid and was terrified of and then loved them later in life. Uh, examples would be uh, Jurassic Park. I actually threw up when I got home. I was so scared because, again, those raptors were terrifying when I was a kid. And they still are. Like, the the effects in that movie still hold up all these years later. Um, so I would definitely put uh, Jurassic Park up there. Jaws, same thing. Still, I'm still afraid of open water to this very day because of that film. And one film I didn't watch until college, actually, that I was terrified of just because of the score was Psycho. So I refused to watch the film. My parents would watch it all the time with, with my siblings because it's just a great classic movie. But the music, every time I heard the intro to that movie, I was terrified by it. So I went upstairs and hid away. Finally watched that in college and loved it. So good. Rob D. Yeah, don't pay $80 for a epic collection. They retail for $40. I forgot a lot of the volume one epics are out of print. Ah, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, Larry Larry says, dudes and dudettes. Stephanie B says, omnibus. What is that? <laughs> Bus of omni, says Larry Larry. <laughs> uh, Mead's in the chat. What's going on, Tom? Midnight's Edge after dark. Uh, glad that you got to come on the stream last night. Hope you're doing great. Um, but I am behind in the chat. Chat has jumped on me like it normally does. Jens Jurgensen says, and now I'm green. Damn right you are. Uh, Larry Larry says, mellow yellow. The beverage? Not a fan of it. Zero Duality says, why are theater floors so sticky? Um, actually, it's <laughs> you put a laughing sign after that. It's actually a very simple answer. Spilled drinks. Spilled drinks that us theater employees, when I was the one cleaning theaters, we would get a mop, we wouldn't, because, and here's why I'm actually kind of happy that theaters have to start cleaning the theaters in reality, but it also means in order to do that, they're now gonna have to put more time between showings. When you worked the theater, when I worked at my AMC down in New Orleans, during the day, and sometimes up until the evening, there's only one person cleaning 20 screens 
And sometimes the movies are about 20 minutes apart. And so basically, because you have movies starting at the same time, and you might have to do two theaters that are on different sides of the auditorium, like sometimes you would just fall very, very far behind. And so basically, if a drink was spilled, either one, you'd just sweep it. <laughs> like that's what, like what, in my earlier years, you know, there, I would just sweep it to try and spread it out so it would dry, but therefore it would become sticky. Or I'd get a mop and wouldn't use the right chemical, wouldn't do it properly because it would just take too much time and wouldn't be able to do it. And so it's not laziness because obviously there's a sense of laziness there, but it's also like if I had the time to do it, I would do it. Um, and I would have done it at the time. So I'm hoping that now that people are going to get more time to clean theaters, hopefully it will lead to sticky floors being a thing of the past. However, nothing will ever be perfect everywhere. Uh, Larry Larry says, FYI, items labeled on Amazon Basic will be fast-tracked in one or two days. Nice. Very cool. Uh, Jens Jorgensen says, by the way, Leslie Nielsen is in Forbidden Planet. You really need to watch it. Okay. So I'm thinking of a different Forbidden Planet then. <laughs> I'm thinking of what Forbidden Fortress that's what I'm thinking of so yeah I've never seen Forbidden Fortress or Forbidden Planet because yeah I was like Leslie Nielsen he wasn't in a Kurosawa film <laughs> now that makes a lot more sense uh, Kiko Rogers says you should check out a movie called Tiptoes with Matthew McConaughey I've never heard of it uh, Tina says of course Amazon is behind on some of their shipments they're too busy pandering to you know what just shut up Amazon and ship my stuff yet yeah, I hate going to Amazon, and the first thing I see is BLM. It's like, don't support this movement. All right, the message might be one thing. The movement is an entirely different thing. Uh, but we're not talking about that tonight. Jay Stowe says, omnibuses are usually about $60 to $100, and I've seen anywhere from 400 to 1,200 page. Just depends on how big the storyline is as far as crossovers. Some collect the runs of a certain artist on a comic. Interesting. Larry Larry says, John Hughes with John Candy movies are great. Um, didn't didn't he do Uncle Buck? Uncle Buck? Even if he didn't, I love that film. Gordon's Alive! Hybrid X13, I know this is random. Have you, have you been on my streams? Usually they're pretty random. As long as it's about the movies or something. Uh, he says, I know this is random, but the, for the TV show, Courage the Cowardly Dog... Remember that moment, Return the Slab, Ramsey's episode? That traumatized me as a kid. Um, Not off the top of my head, but I'm sure if I saw an image from it, I would. The one that always got me, that was actually a very moving one, was the Hunchback episode. Great episode of that show. Great show, by the way. Jen Jurgensen says, and mute. Who got muted? Who got muted? Bruce says, Flash, ah... He says, every one of us. Did you mute me because I was singing? How dare you, Jens? How dare you? Larry Larry says, Star Wars movies are fluff, fantasy, fun, entertaining movies. They have their place. Not the newer ones. Uh, Hypernext 13, Infinity War is the best crossover of all time. Odin and John Flickinger, the flick pick. Oh, how cute. <laughs> uh, by the way, so uh, John was trying to get my attention because he's like, we need to do the podcast soon. And the problem with John is that he is nocturnal. So he sleeps during the day and is awake at night. Obviously, I'm not nocturnal. Uh, and so it's so hard for us to get a time together because by the time he's ready to podcast, I'm spending time with my wife or I'm working on it. Like, it's always the most inconvenient time. So, John, I don't know if you're watching. I don't think you are. 
but dude, <laughs> we need a we need a schedule. That's what we need. We need a schedule. Uh, by the way, there is also there's going to be a bonus podcast episode uh, this month. Actually, there's going to be a bonus podcast episode. There is a former student of mine who graduated uh, within the past couple weeks, actually. And when I had him as a student, when he was a junior, he, you know, obviously they found out about the YouTube channel and he said, oh, can I come onto your show? And I said, not as long as you're a student. And he said it in such a way where he was very genuine. He's like, I just love talking about movies. Like, I don't even want to like piss off. Like, I don't, I don't even want to like goof off. I just want to talk movies. And obviously, you know, it's a junior in high school. Like, you know, it's like, okay, well, once you graduate, then we can talk. And so, literally within days of his graduation, I get a d- direct message on Discord saying, Hey, by the way, I just graduated. <laughs> when can I come on your show? And I'm like, you know what, man? Uh, let's go ahead and do a podcast episode together. And so, he actually wrote a paper about movies from a certain time in history that we're going to use as a template. And so, be on the lookout for that. So, of course, you'll have the regular podcast with me and John Fligginger, but you'll also get a bonus podcast uh, featuring one of my former students, and uh, he's graduated now off to college. And we're going to have uh, a conversation actually about something that as soon as I saw it, I was like, you know what? Tina might actually be interested in this very topic. So let me see if I can find it. He says he did an AP research paper on surveying subtext of horror films during the Vietnam era and post 9-11. So AP research paper on the subtext of horror movies during Vietnam and post 9-11. Just, just sounds fascinating. He sent me his paper, so I'll have to read through it and, and just kind of like, you know, bone up on it myself. But it just sounds like an interesting topic. And so, you know, you might think, oh, a former student, why would I want to listen to that? He's a very well-spoken guy, so I'm assuming that the podcast will go off without a hitch. But at the same time, too, it's it's a very interesting topic, to say the least. So, uh, Latino Slant just became a member on the channel. Thank you so much, Latino Slant. He became a member at the Army of Asgard level. Thank you, Latino. I appreciate that, man. Uh, Hologram Nunchuck says, Hail there, sir. Hologram Nunchuck, you're always coming in at the very end of the streams because we are about to wrap up. Uh, so let's start to slow down just a little bit over on YouTube. Uh, Super Anime Gamer says, $80 Omnibus was 480 pages, right? A single comic book issue contains 22 uh, story pages. And depending on age and popularity, the issues from the run are probably worth 2 to $4 each. Yeah, as I said, like I would love to find an economical way to be able to catch up on these stories. I want, I want like old, old school stuff, man. Kika Rogers says the answer is always time, Lord of the Rings forever. Um, yes, indeed. Yes, indeedy. Rosetta Allen says I am the gun clutching hunter, and hey, I I respect your right to have that. I just that won't be me. Tina says, it was the first Ace Ventura. It was playing on TV in our office and everyone was laughing, but I couldn't leave because I was working on a report. I was ready to scream, no. Well, that's the experience. That's the experience you had when you watched it. Well, you need to watch it as a movie and not something in the background that's annoying you. I think that you'll enjoy it. <laughs> Captain Wingster, Odin doesn't like poor people confirm. <laughs> For your information, sir, I have I have financial means available. I just don't give you any because what kind of troll would I be giving out free money? <laughs> oh, I love Captain Wingster. <laughs> uh, Bruce says, I've put it off for years, but I decided to go ahead and buy Repo the Genetic Opera. I think it's good. It's definitely not everyone's cup of tea. It is extremely bizarre. Like I'm just going to be very clear. It is extremely bizarre. 
but I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, me and my best friend, actually, we spent many years like just singing, you know, top of our lungs uh, on the way to movies, actually. Like, like we would just be going from like one of our houses to go to the movie theater. And all of a sudden we just popped that on. It was that. And then a musical that we both did in high school called Bat Boy. And one of those soundtracks we would play and put on and we would just start singing. It was so much fun. Larry Larry says, I'm yellow, you ding dong. <laughs> yes, you have the yellow badge now. You had, you do have the yellow badge, but your name is still green. Your name is still green, my friend. Uh, Larry Larry says, OMG, Odin. Probably talking about me messing up the films and swipping though. Yeah. Tina says, you're so funny thinking Forbidden Planet and Hidden Fortress were the same. This is why I like you so much. Again, there are two movies, both of which I have not seen before. So what'd you expect? <laughs> so yes, Hidden Fortress, Kurosawa classic. Forbidden Planet, apparently a film starring, <laughs> uh, starring some funny people. I was going to say Leslie Headland, but I'm like, no, not Leslie Headland. Screw her. <laughs> Leslie Headland. Uh, but anyway. Da, 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 da. Jens Jurgensen says, yes, sir. Yes, I did. Jens Jurgensen. How dare you mute me when I sing? How dare you? Larry, Larry, Disney Star Wars is not Star Wars. That's a given. Oh, boom. There he goes. Dropping down the hammer. Dropping down the hammer. Latino Slant says, Polly here has joined the army. Finally, yay. Love my boy, Odin. Latino Slant, thank you for joining the army of Asgard. Enjoy your emojis, which unfortunately don't work the way they're supposed to. They're supposed to have movement to them, but ah, YouTube sucks. But uh, Polly, thank you so much for becoming a member, man. And now you don't have to tag me if you just want to leave a comment. However, if you're going to talk to someone else, Please tag them. That way I know not to read that comment. Larry Larry says, deep thinker. Are you going after me, bro? Oh, oh no, sorry. Sorry, you're talking about the student. Uh, yeah, very deep thinker for sure. Tina says, horror movie subtext during Vietnam and post 9-11. The Exorcist comes to mind. I can't think of anything else. I know, again, I can't wait to dive into the paper because I'm kind of intrigued to find out what subtext is present in those films. Super says, uh, speaking of Courage the Cowardly Dog, fun fact. Been a while since I read up on it, but I believe the creator was inspired by the story of a real-life couple. Such a weird story. How could you be inspired by a real-life couple with that movie? <laughs> Larry Larry says, Exorcist 1973, Vietnam winding down. Yeah, and again, I I, I, I probably just it went way over my head. I've only seen The Exorcist one time. So, uh, in fact, on this channel, uh, we did a movie night one night, uh, one October. I think it was like two years ago. HyperNex13, context on Kurt's Cowley Dog. Nice pick, Odin, that hunchback episode. Definitely had that eeriness. It was so wholesome, too. Excuse me. The slab moment had the 3D-looking guy with the mist background. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I get it, I get it. That, that's terrifying. <laughs> that is so terrifying. All right. Chat jumped on me. Let me catch up with my D-Life fam, D-Life fam. I see you. I see you. Uh, Captain Adam McLean says, and I bought a 2020, and I bought a 2020 popcorn bucket, so of course we have no movies. Yep, same here. Never bought one before, never thought I would. Then I started to see a bunch of movies at my local AMC, and now there's no movies. So who knows what they'll do? Outback Zach, thank you for the ice cream donation. Captain Dean Heist, thank you for the three ice cream donations as well. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Captain Adam McLean says, love for Tina and Steph and you from all of us here. Boom, love being sent from the D Life fam. 
over to the YouTube fam, specifically the Valkyries. Outback Zach, the watch represents Bruce Willis's character becoming a POW like his father and grandfather. Interesting. He then says, Outback Zach, people who work at theaters are the best people. Had a great conversation with them after Last Jedi and all of them hated it. Yeah, that's one of the things, one of my favorite places, like the, the two best places for me when I worked at the theater were in the box office and Ticket Taker. I would never want to be Ticket Taker on a Saturday night because it just gets so chaotic. But during the week when there's no one there, it was so much fun to talk about movies with people. And Ticket Taker was some of the best, that was one of the best places to talk because it was very low volume on, you know, during the day. And so you could just, you know, talk to someone and maybe a random person would come in with a ticket, tear it, and then keep the conversation going. And then obviously box office during that time was great too because a bunch of people would come up and say, hey, what's good? I don't know what I'm going to go see, but I want to see something. How's this movie? How's this movie? And because I was the guy that saw everything at the time, I was like, hey, here's my thoughts. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Absolutely agree with you there. Um, let's see. Captain High says, Forbidden Planet is the one with Robbie the Robot. Uh-huh. Yeah, again, I've never seen it before, so... Never seen either of the films. All right, I'm caught up on DLive. All right, catching up with my YouTube peeps. Super Anime Gamer says, regarding comics, Sailing the High Seas is always an option if you want to try stories out. Super, how dare you assume that I would sail the high seas? Allegedly, of course. 70B says, did you get Zero Duality's last Super Chat? (gasps) I did not. Thank you for reminding me. Oh my goodness, thank you. So 14 minutes ago, Zero Duality, thank you so much for that super chat, man. I'm so sorry. Sometimes I get distracted. That's why my Valks keep me on my toes. Uh, So Zero Duality, 14 minutes ago, said, Everyone's terrified of Psycho. Oops, I heard X's. I heard X's? X's? Axes? E-X-S? Re, 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 re? That thing? (laughs) Yeah, everyone's terrified. I love actually... If you do some research on the score for Psycho, it was actually designed. Like, there's actually a scientific approach to the score for Psycho to have by its very nature, whenever you listen to it, this aspect of fear being instilled into you. It's pretty amazing. It really is amazing what they're able to do with music and how scientific they were about creating that score to bring about that same type of mentality. It's awesome. Iron Vet says, Lincoln Logs. Latino Slant says, I'm Verder. I'm Verder. Dina Prove says, Miss the news. What's up? Dina Prove, what's going on, man? Way too much. Sorry, there it is. Latino Slant says, Verde. Thank you. First, I'm like, Verder. What's Verder? Verde. Yes, Verde. That is indeed a language I understand. Mark says, Hidden Fortress was the inspiration for Star Wars. There you go. Yeah. I knew that. That's why when they said inspiration, I'm like, yeah, because the movie Hidden Fortress was an inspiration to another movie. And obviously now I understand that there's a difference between those two movies. (laughs) Now I get it. And also thank y'all so much for slowing things down on YouTube because I do need to start wrapping things up. Larry Larry says, my cat is smarter than some dogs. Most cats are smarter than dogs. I love my dogs to death. All right. I love my puppies so much. I really do. But... They're not smart. I mean, in comparison to (laughs) other creatures, (laughs) intelligence isn't 
really the you know the top of the things that they have. So let me go ahead and uh, let's do one more puppy cam for the night. So I do have puppy cams now. So as you can see, uh, poor little Will again, just passed out right there. She's so cute. And then of course I've got this puppy down here. Okay, a little hard to see because of the color of her fur, but you can see like the little bone, and she's just passed out too. But yeah. So hopefully y'all have enjoyed the puppy cam. Let me know if it's worked out. Uh, and if on y'all's end, it, it comes up pretty clear in comparison. Um, and there's an app, I think it's like $10 and it gets rid of the IV cam that's up on the top. And also there's ads sometimes that pop up too. So it might be worth the purchase to have it again, just to have a secondary camera that I can just pick up and bring around uh, is a pretty cool concept. Uh, but yeah, Larry, Larry, most, I would say a lot of cats are smarter than dogs. And again, I love my pups. Uh, Cupcake Geek says, is the UK's Odeon owned by AMC then? Uh, since the Norway's is owned, or at least in connection to, I would imagine the UK's is as well. I know that AMC does have theaters all across the world. And so that would not surprise me. Um, but yeah, I cannot confirm that for sure. But it, it would seem to make sense if that was the case. Sasha Neon says, Naughty Fred creeped me out uh, the most, yet entertained me as well. Courage had a close shave with that psycho. <laughs> Jay Stowe, the exorcist was cool, especially the pea soup scene when the demon pukes. Ugh. Ugh. Larry Larry says, Torrent. No, allegedly. Dean approved. Makes me happy. Ticket takers enjoy talking about movies as much as I do instead of being annoyed by the customer. And that's why my least favorite thing was when managers would put in new employees that had no passion about films at Ticket Taker because they were the ones that were bored. That would just go 10 to the left, 11 to the right. Like, and it was always so sad to see that. And you don't want to just lay down the, hey, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't, you know, make yourself happier, we're going to fire you, right? You don't want to have that conversation. So it's like, put the people that are passionate about movies there and it'll make things better for everyone. It really will. Uh, Super says, do you want, do you want cause a pirate is free? You are a pirate. What? What? What are you talking about? You're so crazy. Let's see. Larry Larry says, Psycho was 1960, so not heavily involved in Vietnam. Dean approved. I do love me some Verder sauce. Uh, Cupcake Geek, I'm loving your new thumbnails. Cupcake Geek, thank you so much, man. Yeah, so I, I figured out there's this app called GIMP, which is like a free, basically a free creative design-esque app. And so I've been able to do some, you know, pictures and cut myself out of it and put it in the thumbnails now. You know, uh, actually it was John Flickinger who always says, God, I hate your thumbnails so much. And the reason why they're always so blown out and so discolored is because I'm afraid, because I've seen it happen to friends of mine where they get copyright strike because of the images they use. So this protects me under fair use. And so now I think something that makes it look a little better is putting these images of me making various faces. And so I'm gonna try and keep that up and then eventually when I have a nice collection of expressions, I can just use the same ones over again. Uh, that's my plan. But NG1 at TAV, thank you very much for the $5 super chat and says, well done. Thank you very much, NG1. I appreciate it. Hopefully you enjoyed that new GIF up there. Uh, only had one Mary Did You Know tonight. Uh, but if you want to see uh, Willow, my little puppy, uh, the big puppy really, doing an impersonation of Mary Did You Know, uh, if you donate via Streamlabs, it pops up. Zero Duality says X's equals ex-girlfriend. Sorry, I figured that's what it was, but I didn't 
get the connection. He says, everyone's terrified of Psycho. Oops, I heard exes. Did you mean I meant exes? Because if that's the case, then yes. <laughs> Super Anime Gamer says, oh, that's so sad. I don't think it's the same, though. The one that inspired Courage has a lot of conspiracies surrounding it like aliens. What? Oh, really? Interesting. That is very interesting. Uh, Larry Larry says, my cat retrieves tennis balls. Damn. Orange Hat Reviews. Orange Hat Reviews approves the puppy cam. Boom. Glad to hear it, Orange Hat Reviews. Thank you for that. Nathan Slade, the first time I heard the Psycho theme is in Finding Nemo when Darla came in. What? That's the first time you heard it. Damn. That's crazy. That is so crazy. Larry Larry, I would love, I would like, I would like to know what films the former student covers. I don't know at this time what films he covers, but if you want to know, Check out the podcast when it goes live. If you are a $10 or up backer, you get access to that podcast. Uh, Super Anime Gamer says, my last comment was an old meme. It's a lazy town song and it should be, it should be, should be do, do what you want because a pirate is free. You are a pirate. Never got into lazy town. So I have no idea. Latino Slant says those Disney Star Wars flicks could have used some Verder sauce. Yes, indeed. They could have. And Dean approved. Thank you for the $5 super chat says a bro fist. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. I, I do like me some, some. Pee-da-pah. All right, let me catch up on D live and then we will wrap things up for the evening. But here's the little puppy. Here she is. I love the new gifts that I've added. They're great. They're wonderful. They're fantastic. Let us see. Emiliano, thank you for the two lemon donations. I appreciate it. Daniel Thorne, multiple theater people, both male and female, advise against seeing The Last Jedi. Nice. Captain Adam in the clan says, because of you, I finally get ready to go to movies so we can have some great discussions about them. And boom, no movies, no popcorn, man. Dip, I'm right there with you. It's like, seriously, we're ready to talk about movies, have some fun, can't do it anymore. Cam Adams says, let's all go to the movies. I know that I will be going as soon as they reopen. Peabody then says, let's all go see Captain Marvel. No, get out of here, Peabody. Cam Adams says, I DeFrank cannot believe you just said that. What did I just say? What did I just say? I DeFrank am now going to boycott you so no candy bars will be coming your way. Shame on you. What? I the I DeFrank say bad human Odin. Oh, because I talked about dogs. Well, it's a fact. Dogs' brains are not very large. I love my dogs, but it's a fact. And then he says, We still love you though. Well, thank you. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate it, man. I'm sorry if I offended you in any way. Uh Larry Larry, thank you for the phallic unicorn. Appreciate that. <laughs> Iron Vet with the recent space launch inspired to watch space movies. Moon Martian. Dude, I've never seen Moon. I own it. Can't wait to watch it for great things. The Martian is great. Uh, Doomacorn says, Larry, Larry, Jaysto, give me snow caps. I love me some snow caps. However, my go-to movie snack, Thin No, I was going to say Thin Mints. Like, yeah, the Girl Scout cookie, you know, Thin Mints. Um, no, Junior Mints. Junior Mints I love because I love chocolate. It's got a nice mint to it. So if I get some popcorn, and then after I finish my popcorn, get that sweet in with the Thin Mint. <laughs> Did it again, Thin Mints. Uh, with the uh, Junior Mints, I am set. And then Outback Zach says, the lobby floor is sticky. Um, and again, that's because of spilled drinks and sometimes if there's a lot of butter. Because some people, like, literally, it's swimming in butter and it's kind of disgusting to clean up after and it makes everything terrible. Uh, but that sometimes happens. But anyway, 
You guys are all amazing. Thank you so much for making this stream a hell of a lot of fun. I hope that you all enjoyed the puppy cam. Glad to hear that some of y'all did indeed enjoy it. So I'll make sure to bring that back next stream as well. I had a lot of fun with it, and hopefully, eventually, I can get a nice light somewhere uh, where, where 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 Little River usually sleeps. That way, y'all can actually see her, uh, but also, of course, that it doesn't disrupt her all that much as well. And, of course, Willow right behind me is just such a sweetie, and so it's hard for her not to be seen because she's always out in the open. But anyway, uh, you guys are all amazing. Seriously, this has been a fun night of discussion talking about, of course, movies. Movies are a passion of mine, and I know that a lot of y'all are in a position where you're tired of Hollywood. I'm right there with you. I know a lot of y'all don't like that movie theaters don't take care of cell phones and charge so much for popcorn. I get you. But the movie theater has always had a special place in my heart. It's always meant the world to me. In high school, that was where I went. If I was wanting to do something fun with my friends, I would go to the movies. If I was having a difficult time and I wanted to get away with from my friends, I would go to a movie by myself. Like I, I have just always enjoyed it so much. And so even though I'm also tired of Hollywood, even though I'm willing to, you know, obviously resist various films from certain people in certain places at certain times, because I totally am down for that. Um, there's also way too many extra films and stuff that I still also want to see in the big screen. For example, Tenet, right? Nolan is great. Um, a lot of the people that are attached to that film are also fantastic as well. So that is something that I know that I plan to see in the big screen. If you don't, that's fine. I respect you, and I respect your uh, resistance, and if you want to boycott it, great. That's awesome. You know that I'm sometimes on that train, too. I boycott various things from time to time, uh, but yeah. Just hopefully we can all understand each other. As Dean Heiss says, Captain Dean Heiss says, Junior Mint, it's chocolate, it's peppermint, it's delicious. Yep. 70B, me like the puppy cam, good to hear. Tina, just give me something wonderful to see and I'm there. Boom. He sa- And also she says, I love movie theaters. Boom. Again, a lot of us are in that same boat. And then Zero Duality, watch Inner Space for the love of Loki. I will do my best. Maybe that will be a movie we watch together during the... Uh, summer movie season over on our channel but anyway thank you so much please send some love over to the valks on the way out uh they deserve all the love that you can possibly give thank you to everyone that donated tonight thank you to everyone that supported thanks to the new members on the channel as well you guys are all seriously amazing and beautiful people and i will see you all on tuesday for the next episode of the podcast and the next episode of the one man low council have a wonderful night and as always God bless. And now a huge shout out to all of my June Patreon members, Albertus Magnus, Animation Commentator, Brian P., David Bobrizic, Dion, Divex, Enrique Evangelista, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father, Frank the Tank and the Shawhan Wiener Dog Clan, Harold Francis, the Hunk of Chunky, Funky Monkey, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jeffrey Toon, uh, Kenneth Cameo, Lady T, Laura Story, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mike Jackson, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, Orange Hat Reviews, Outpost Dyer, Out of Step with Reality, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Steve Glasker, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benton, Tina Bojan, The DJD Show, and Tina B. And also to my subscribe star members, Edgardo Martinez, John B., Perpetual Punster, Robert Revo, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, G2Cool99, Darkstar57, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., US888209 Fast, Dean Heiss, Harold Francis, J. Rod, the Beer Guru, and also Nebanon G. Adams and ZK Man. And Jonathan Carney, 
Thank you all so much for being a member of Patreon and Subscribestar. Um, and seriously, it really does mean a lot. Helps keep the light on. Helps me able to do things like the giveaways for my $5 and up backers on Patreon and Subscribestar. And also be able to put more stuff into the actual channel itself, uh, including upgrading uh, different components, whether it be webcams, microphones, things like that. All of that helps to support it. And it really does mean a lot. So thank you all so very much. Please, if you want to have your name shouted out or look at any of the other perks which include things like indeed being having access to exclusive 4k digital giveaways every single month and also an exclusive podcast hosted on patreon subscribe star and also YouTube memberships as well at the $10 and up level featuring John the Flick Pig Flickinger. Please check all of those things out in the description of this video. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Have a wonderful day and as always, God bless.